Whatever you do. Welcome. You do. Welcome to Chris Apocalypse. So, this week Anne's been complaining because he says he hasn't done anything. Which I think is bollocks. Because you've clearly you. got a new Transformer. What, have I? What's that red fucker? Well, that one? Yeah. That's been there for like six months. Alright, anyway. Turns out, I don't see race. And I thought that was a Power Ranger before. That's Megatron. Who? It's Megatron. Who? It's a Megatron. Who's Megatron? It's... Bubbles. What? Blossom Buttercup. The three Power Rangers. Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. I've got Powerpuff Girls in the movie. How is it? I mean, I bought that years ago. How is it? It was was Powerpuff Girls, the movie, yeah. yeah. Cool, man. Cool. It's too fucking hot, mate. I'm not doing well. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah? Yeah, I think you should um, just shut the fuck up. Check your attitude. Deal with it, because you yeah, know, over in Arizona, we deal with like way hotter temperatures every day. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't last a minute. No, I wouldn't. That's why I'm not there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fucking idiots. Um. All right. Some news. Craven's a real thing. An actual fucking movie. Yeah. And they're filming Madam Web right now. No, they're not. Aunt. Do you know what they yeah. are filming? What? El Muerto. No, El Muerto's been cancelled. No, it hasn't. It's been cancelled. That was the news this week. Shut up! El Muerto basically has disappeared from Sony's slate. Madam Webb's being filmed right now. The El Muerto El Muerto has not been cancelled. It has. That's been the news this week. Oh, my God. No, El Muerto to recast lead role after Bad Bunny... Leave Spider-Man spin-off. It's still happening. Yeah, there's no there's no plan for where it is. It's not going to happen. They were going to do two? What? They were going to do two El Muerto no, movies. They weren't. Yeah, apparently the strange case of Bad Bunny and the two El Muerto movies. There's never going to be one El Muerto movie. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Craven the Hunter. Yeah. What an interesting departure from the character we know from the comics. I kind of... I don't mind that. No, I don't mind that either. I kind of like the look of this. This looks like what I wanted Morbius to be. Very violent and stupid. Like, I don't need it to actually be anything to do with Spider-Man. And clearly, this is nothing to fucking do with yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, there's a shot where there's loads of spiders around him, right? And you I say, saw that. Gonna I happen. saw that. Be the they were coming scene. down. They were coming down. Yeah, that'll be the post credit scene. And he'll be like, I hate spiders now. I need yeah. to go hunt a Spider-Man. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Russell Crowe's in it. Continuing is, I'm never going to lose weight again for a role. Yeah. Um, He's doing a South African accent this time. Doing a South African accent this time. Yeah, I'm sure that'll work out. Doesn't matter. He's Australian. It's close enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I like the look of this. It looks dumb as fuck. Like, you know how Morbius never looked dumb as fuck? Morbius always looked like Jared Leto didn't understand what he was making. He really wanted his own Marvel. He has a cult. And he's definitely a child molester. Hmm. But anyway, that's besides the point. Craven. I'm craving some of this action. And also, I'm hoping Sony releases this one twice as well when it bombs in the cinemas. It's Morbin time, baby! It's Craven time. No! I'm craving some Morbin. Isn't there a yogurt called Crave? Spot of a no, it's cereal. Cereal. You know, that's the cereal filled with chocolate, the chocolatey pillows. Oh, yeah, I like them, yeah. Yeah, Crave. Mm. Or as I like to call it, the thing I survived off at Download one year when they sponsored him were giving out free cereal. 
You will shit liquid. Mostly because that's all you consume is alcohol and crave cereal. You shit liquid. Did you not bring snacks? I brought snacks, but they were gone day one. It was just boxes of crave. <laughs> just boxes of crave. My tent was just mostly structurally kept together by boxes of crave. Um, anyway, yeah, that's that's basically all the news I can think of. This. Oh no, actually, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. And we lost someone. We lost someone. The age of seventy-one. Treat Williams. Well, I thought you were going to go on about um, the submarine guys. No, no. Although, <clears throat> I did get my, my favourite joke of the week. It's incredibly dark. It shouldn't have made me laugh as much as it did. But um, but all the... Uh, but my favourite joke was on Twitter. Someone put... Um, someone put, Look, guys, if we keep talking about the fact the sub's safety standards were below par, the CEO of that company's blood will boil for the second time this week. <laughs> And I was, I was here for it. I was here for that joke. It's sad, obviously. A bunch of billionaires have died, um, and they do so much for the world. You know, they really contribute to us going places and doing stuff. And they don't just waste their money on frivolous things like going on submersibles below the ocean. And you know, yes, there was an option that was a lot more expensive, but actually worked. Mister Mister Beast, Mr. Beast said he got. He that's that's the thing he said today because he had to make sure he gets involved. Yeah, that um he was going to go on a submarine mission, but was worried about safety concerns. Well, there's the one that James Cameron goes on. Well, that's a proper real one. Yeah, that's one where you can't have multiple people in there, and it's not controlled by a PlayStation controller. Oh, sorry, yeah. Xbox. No, it's a PlayStation. Controller. Was it a PlayStation? A yeah, it's a 2005 Logitech wireless controller. Yes. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. It survived. Really? Someone said so. I don't know if that's true. And it survived, but you can only use it if you're if you're visiting a friend's house or the younger brother of the person who owns the actual console. Um, yeah, God fucking damn it, that was great. But anyway, Treat Williams dying. That's a real tragedy here. So Treat Williams, seventy one years old. He was riding his motorbike. Someone pulled out in a uh, in a car park and they hit him. And he just died. He got airlifted out of there. Died later that day. Uh, Treat Williams. Everybody will know. I speak. I speak constantly about about Deep Rising. I fucking love that movie. Dead Heat, another classic. Um, and then beyond that, he does bit parts and all kinds of stuff. Everything from fucking What Happens in Vegas to... He had like a starring role in Everwood. I never watched Everwood. Did you watch Everwood? Don't know what that is. It was like a weird drama about a doctor in a small town. It went on for years. It was really big in the US. Never heard of it. A bit like The Good Doctor's like really big in the US. No. Well, the... They love bad TV. The I'm a Surgeon show. Anyway... I'm a surgeon. I am a surgeon. <laughs> anyway, Anne, any news from you? Anything interesting happening in your world? No. No? No. No? No. No? All right. No, you see, you assume that I have a life. Um... Well, I'm going to get my first review out of the way, if that's the case, because I'm not going to listen to one of your rambling diatribes about you not having a life. You were hanging out with people this week. It was your birthday a few weeks ago. Someone got you a cake. How was your cake on your birthday? Did you like it? Oh, the red velvet. Cake. Yeah, was yeah, it yeah, nice? that, um, after my birthday, but yeah, you know. Was it nice? Though? Yeah, it was nice. Okay, okay yeah, good. Yeah, That's yeah, all yeah, I care yeah. about. I just want you to be happy. Don't be sad. Constantly be happy. If you're not happy, I'll get you the drugs to make you happy. Oh, I could do with some drugs. You have some drugs. Yeah, I'm drugs. Fucking drugs will make you a little bit happy. You really want some? 
money to be honest. So oh, okay. I well, you can sell the drugs and get the money. First, you sell the drugs, then you get the money. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'm going first this week, so I'm going to review something that you reviewed a little while ago, and I'm gonna gonna preface this by saying that when I saw this film, my response when walking out was like a, a confused, like, uh, okay, I see what they're doing. Okay. Because it's a really smart film, I guess. Because it's a really yeah. smart film. Genius movie. Lots of stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, but since having having seen another movie, which I'm going to talk about later, mm. I think this might be the greatest thing I've seen in the last two weeks. Yeah. I saw Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Did you? Now, there's two things wrong with that title. Firstly, mm. they're not beasts. Yeah. They're maximals. They're still beasts. No. They, they say beast mode when they transform. They are maximals. Do I have to get... Secondly, no one's rising, except for the air one, whatever, air... Air razor. Air razor, who dies. Spoilers. I can get an air razor out if you want. Look, look, and listen to me. No one rises, not many beasts. Not many beasts at all, actually, in this, to be fair. Like, they aren't in the film a whole lot, but... That is besides the point. We are going to talk about this movie again that you loved. You said it's your favourite movie of all the last two weeks. And I say that's actually, that's agreeable. Anyway, so story well, of... Treat Williams was Xander Drax in The Phantom. Yes, he was! He was the bad guy in the motherfucking Phantom! Billy Zane is is an absolute snack in that film. Billy Zane is... With his fake hair. An actor... That exists. I have an ongoing joke about Billy Zane. I might hire him for events because I reckon he's cheap enough now, but no, like, recognisable enough that tell people him, know what Tell him Kelly Brook's going to be there. Is he, he a might... big fan of Kelly Brook? He used to go out with her, wasn't he? He used to go out with Kelly Brook! Yeah. Well done! Well done! Before Jason Statham. Who, wait. Jason Statham dated Kelly Brook? Yeah. Billy Zane is a snack, though, right? Like, he's a good-looking guy. He has that awesome fake hair in in uh, thingy in the Phantom. He has a floppy fifties hair. You know the parting, mm. like uh, mm. Rick O'Connell from the Mummy, and later on the sequel to the Mummy, the Beast. Just gonna concentrate on Kelly Brook for a while. All right, you do that. Anyway, Rise of the Beast. So it's the story of Nate. Nate is a young man, ex-military. He fixes electronics. He's good with electronics. That doesn't really come into the film, so it's not really worth mentioning. He uh, gets involved in the Transformers because he, after being uh, rejected from a job, he has decided to turn to a life of crime, as we all do, and uh, goes to see car. Turns out it's Mirage, voiced by Pete Davidson. They go on an adventure because right at the moment he's stolen. Optimus Prime is like, hey, guys, let's catch up. Come meet me. And they're all like, okay, we'll catch up. Meanwhile, there's a key shooting a laser into the sky, as you do. And no uh, laser into the... Shoot a si- it's a laser. They see it as a laser. Yeah. Well, yeah, no one else could see it. Alright, but it's half a key, turns out. The other half, hidden away. Ron Perlman's in it. I love Ron Perlman. Met him. You met him? Yeah. He's a lovely guy. Um, (coughs) He... And died. Um, Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so Ron Perlman helps him, helps him, and, uh, and in the end, they should have just done what the guy wanted to do in the first place. Um, And how did you feel about Rise of the Beast again? You thought it was good? It's the second best Transformers movie. Yeah. It's alright. Um, well, live pretty action good. movie, I should pretty say. Good, pretty second best good. Transformers live action movie. Pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Third best Transformers pretty movie. Because the first one's Transformers <laughs> movie. Then it's Bumblebee. <laughs> then it's this. 
and then, you know, whatever else you decide to watch that week. Um, I really liked it. Pete Davidson wasn't too grating, although there was a joke that got me a bit like, uh, and that was, dude, you've been inside me. Yeah, that's funny. That wasn't funny, Anne. That was funny. That wasn't funny, Anne. That was a good joke. That was a bad joke. That's a good joke. That was a bad joke. Kids today. How old was that kid that he was making that joke in front of? Like, old enough to know... Old enough to know about men fucking each fucking their cars, yeah? Yeah. He saw the Channel 4 documentary about the guy fucking his car. No, the he? kid's a big fan of... Um, of... What's that French film? Like, oh, yeah. Tatane. Yeah, 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 the kid's a big fan of that. Big fan of Tatane. Uh, that's not how they fucking Tatane, so... She must have got inside him. Well, she gets inside it and then she imagines uh, what's happening. All right. It's all her own psychosomatic. Actually, it's set in 1994, so he's probably watched Christine. He's probably watched Christine. Or, or, or Crash. Yeah. When no, was Crash, Crash? Crash came out like late 90s. That's like 99. No, it's not. Crash yeah, is earlier than that. I was working when that came out. Oh, maybe 96, but not like... Unless you're... Yeah, it was, it was like late unless you're Unless you're thinking about Crash with... with um, so that one's like 2003. Yeah, it was 2003. Crash. 96. Exactly, I told you. I like when I search for Crash, it comes up with Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you want. Um, yeah, Rise of the Beast. Really enjoyable film. Nice little bit of fun. Yeah, it goes stupid Power Rangers shit at the end. Yes, there's some. There's just some... You're a stupid Power Shut Rangers. the fuck up, Adam. It's my review. At the end. Stop you telling me how to live my fucking life. Um, yes, it, it falls into the same trap as before. I want me some super saturated transformer colours so that when I'm watching one of those battles at the end, I know what the fuck is going on because there is so much grey on grey and the muted colours don't help. Just give me flamboyant 80s transformers fun. Right? Like, do you not feel a bit annoyed by that? Also, I like the fact that Optimus Prime is like a murderous psychopath again. That's fun. He's just like, I'll kill everyone on this planet and get you all. And they're like, all right. Yeah. I took us too far away from home. And like, all that shit, like I love it. Yeah. Give me your face. Doesn't say that. That's his famous line. Does not does not say that in this one. Um, what was going on with... What was going on with uh, with old uh, Champ, the bad guy's mask? Why was he wearing a mask? Because he's like MF Doom. He's got a fucked up face. Well, no, he just has a mask on. No, but he had a fucked up face. Man, was... His face... His mask was knocked off and he had a fucked up face, right? That's okay. I mean, they've all been... Affected by Unicron's power, those guys. Oh, right. So you think it's the Unicron power that does that? Maybe. Him? Maybe he just likes having a funny mask on. All right. Um, I mean, Scourge in the 1986 film had like the Fu Manchu mustache thing. Going oh, did on. he? Bring that so back. So I think the mask is meant to give that shape. Yeah, bring that back. Um, yeah, um, so. Uh, but he's also sort of based on the Scourge from the 2001 Car Robot series, which was a clone of Optimus Prime. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. Um, so I watched Transformers: Rise of the Beast, and it was all right. Mm. Um, I'm I'm glad I saw it. It was a breath of fresh air in hindsight compared to the film I watched later. Um, and yeah, I recommend people if you're interested in Transformers, check it out. If you're interested in in the 1987 classic series Beauty and the Beast starring Ron Perlman, check it out as well. It's kind of fun. Although they did too much to Ron Perlman's voice, just let him be Ron Perlman. They're like a weird digital like After effect thing on it. It's a robot. Weird. I don't give a fuck if he's a robot. He, he's not a robot anyway. He's a sentient being. He's more like a cyborg. I still want robot voices. All right, you you stop with your prejudice. All right, of all people, you I met Ron Perlman. All right, look. he's pretty big. Yeah, I've seen him play Vincent in the hit show 1987's Beauty and the Beast. 
He's Katmandu. My copy of Hellboy signed by Ron Perlman. Have you got a copy of the 1987 series Beauty and the Beast signed by Ron Perlman on every disc? No. And Linda Hamilton. She's only in series one and two. No. <laughs> and she's in 66.6% of that series, and that is more than either of us can say about the hit 1987 show Beauty and the Beast starring Ron Perlman, Linda Hamilton, with a bit cast part by, by both Ray Wise and... Delroy Lindo, who is fantastic. He's an absolute fucking who? star. Delroy Lindo. Who's he? The, who's Delroy Lindo? Yeah. Do not eat my poppy seed cake from uh, Congo. Yeah, I haven't watched Congo since the... Jason Statham's partner in The One. Oh, him, yeah. The yeah, scientist yeah, who creates the ship that gets him to the core in Aaron Eckhart's 2004 hit with Hilary Swank, The Core. And Stanley Tucci. <laughs> No one watched the call. You shut the fuck up. That was a hit. Aaron Eckhart's in it, and he—I think he's handsome. No, yeah, no. His head is a square. <laughs> his head is a square, and his abs. Someone said to him, "You're gonna be in a superhero movie." They got him an I Frankenstein, and he got so many abs for such a bad movie. He's shredded like lettuce. <laughs> what did he do with that to himself for I Frankenstein? Because Frankenstein is ripped. No, he's not! Frankenstein's famously ripped. Frankenstein is never ripped. He has a square head, though. So yeah. So that's the casting choice they went with. Um, oh, yeah, so Rise of the Beast. This is all right, man. It's all right. I'm going to give it Matthew Modine. Not offensively bad. He's not in that. Pardon? He's not in that film. You don't fucking know that. Don't you tell me he's not in a film. Anthony I... Ramos is in it. Who? Anthony Ramos. Who plays Nate? Noah. Noah. And Dominique Fishback. Yes. I, I like her. She's good. She was in Swarm. Never seen it. The Amazon series that was done by the same production company. It's Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. Yeah, Donald Glover's. Donald, yeah. You know Donald Glover? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know of Donald Glover. Not Danny Glover. He was in Lethal L, wasn't it's not. No, him. you're thinking no. of Danny Glover, you racist. Oh. You fucking racist, Dad. Just because two people oh. sound similar and are both black, you get them mixed up. I thought Donald Matthew Glover was Modine just a white guy Matthew doing Modine blackface. For Matthew Modine for, 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 for this movie. I saw Danny Glover once. Oh my God, here we go. All right, tell me about it. What happened? He looked incredibly frail. <laughs> I mean, he is. He's too old for this and they shit. Keep talking about doing another lethal weapon, yeah, don't he? But he's too old for this shit. He was too old for this he shit. He had handlers helping him walk around, and he had a walking stick. And I was yeah. a bit like, because oh, he's too old for this shit, yeah. and he's gone fishing. What you think you saw? I'm just naming Danny Glover films in between. All right. Because he's Saw. Saw? Yeah, he's oh. in Saw. And he's in Gone Fishing with Joe Pesci. Ah. Oh. He was in Badasses too. What? Yeah, did you not see Badass? Where it was Danny Bad- Trey? Badass. Yeah, oh, ba- sorry. Badass. Whereas Danny Trey played the old guy on the bus who beat up a dude. Yeah. And then in Badass 2, Danny Glover joins him. They go and beat people up. Your review, Ant. Oh, I don't have anything to review. Just review a fucking thing. Um, review nineteen ninety six crash. I was going to review your attitude. All right, go on then. A fucking attitude. I got a transformer toy for my birthday. Though. Let's have a look at it. What is it? Ah, it's, it's a dinosaur. A, it's a little tiny Trypticon. It's a dinosaur. Trypticon is a big transformer, right? This is Doctor Wu 
energy dragon. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Not Dr. Wu medicine uh, woman? No. Paul got me this for my birthday. Um, so I said, he said, what do you want for your birthday? And I said, a little tiny dragon. Um, normally, he's, he's really big, Trypticon. But you know I got that that big one over there? You know the big transformer I got? The yeah. really big one? Yeah. Um, that's too big? It's too big. So I don't want any Transformers that are that big. Because that's too big. So if I can get a Trypticon that's three and a half inches tall, that's ideal. Um, And this is a little third-party Trypticon figure. Now, he's nice. He's a little bit chibi. He's got a little opening mouth with a gun inside it. He's got a little... He's got a little visor on the top that opens up and there's a little tiny gun inside there. Yeah. Isn't that neat? His shoulder cannons, you can sort of push them in. Yeah, they're really difficult to do. But you can sort of push them in and then press a button they'll pop back out. That's a nice fun play feature. Um, but he's ideal. And he's got he's got his little buddy flat out. There's a little tiny car, right? And if you stand it up, it's a robot. Yeah, a robot called Flat Out. It's tiny. Oh yeah, you showed me that tiny little choking hazard. Yeah, I do like choking hazards. Uh, this is ideal for me because it takes up no room. It's easy to transform um, unless you try to follow the instructions, which are kind of terrible. The instructions yeah. like he comes packed in like his spaceship mode. Trypticon has a spaceship, a base, and a robot mode, right? Dinosaur mode. He comes packed in the spaceship mode. The instructions tell you how to get from one mode to the spaceship mode, so you have to sort of work that backwards. And then the other part of the instructions show him in the dinosaur mode, which it doesn't show you how to get to, and how to get him into the spaceship mode from there. And that's not not helpful instructions, it's the wrong direction. Mm. Um, but he also has secret modes. Ooh. Um, there's a scorpion. <gasps> you can make a scorpion out of him, right? Oh yeah, do you need another toy? No, I just made him into a scorpion. Oh, okay. Um, but he also, do you know those little beast box toys, the 52 toys ones that are like little cubes that turn into like octopuses and owls and birds and stuff like that. Yeah. And they did those cool Teenage Ninja Turtle ones that combined together into the party wagon. Yeah. Um, he can turn into a cube that fits inside one of them. Oh. He's got an actual like... Is it just a reused mold? No, 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 no. This is, no, this is, this, this isn't in the same company, but they just made a, made a cube mode so he can go inside one of those boxes. Oh. Wait, was it so or just... Like, because... Was it just like a little side thing? No, they just did it for a They just decided to put it in there. No. There's no instructions to tell you how to do it. It's not on the boxes or anything. It's not on the packaging. It's not in the instructions. But it quite clearly... Not only does it turn into the cube, like it has little ports and plug holes and stuff that are only used to get to that. So it is quite clearly intended. Um, took some doing, though. There's a really clever, like, you have to shift his hips back in a weird way. That you don't use for any other mode. The only thing I can't figure out, there's little tiny wheels. And as far as I can tell, none of the modes use that. Unless I'm missing something. But um, he's, a, he's a nice little nice little figure. They do different colour versions of this as well. Oh, really? You can get a metallic version, which is nice. Mm. Um, you can get a, like, a transparent pink and transparent blue versions. Yeah. Which I've heard have some QC issues with bits breaking on them. Because clear plastic's not... It's always the best. It can be down, can be bad. Yeah, exactly. Um, but also, they've done an Evangelion version. <gasps> Tell but, me about this. But the Evangelion one's just like the Ava Zero One. It's all purple and green and stuff. Uh, which is kind of nice. But yeah. this this black, this is the classic version. This is why I wanted. Got this this on Kapow Toys. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Shout out to Kapow Toys. It's about 35 quid. 
Um, what was the other mode someone did? Someone turned the tail into a face. People figure out this stuff. They figure out extra modes for it. But do you know what? For 35 quid, it's a neat, fun little thing. Hmm. And it's a it's a figure that's normally absolutely friggin' massive, but he's not here, and that's great because you know they get too big. Yeah. Some of these things, I don't know how anyone has the space for like a Unicron or what have you. You know, imagine if I had that Unicron toy. Where would that go? Um, up your bum. It wouldn't go up my bum. It's not as yeah. oh god, my bum wouldn't fit up my bum. But, um, Have you checked your butthole? Let's get it. Hold on, I'm doing a. I'm doing a transform. Huh. Sort of, sort of. So look. Sort of got it there. Yeah. Um, sort of spaceship thing or something. I don't know. Oh yeah, look, there you go. It's like a, a scar- It's like a scorpion spaceship. I don't know what I've done there, but anyway, it looks like something that you'd expect to see. Um, you know, um, Stargate. Stargate. Yeah, Stargate. Star. Star trekking across a universe. Do you remember when Jason Momoa was in Stargate? Yeah. Stargate. Yes, Stargate Atlantis. Yeah, when it was one of his ancestors from uh, from Baywatch. Was it? Oh god! But anyway, um, that's that. I've got nothing else to review this week. So cool. <coughs> Good on you, Ant. Thank you for bringing someone to the table. Yeah, you're reviewing the Flash later. Yeah. Uh, Can you want to talk about the Flash? It was your favourite movie. Well, you you get on with your bullshit. All right. I'm going to review Shiny Happy People, the Amazon series about the IBLP, which is. Uh, uh, fundamentalist Christian organization in the US. Their leader, um, is a child molester. And then they had a show, which was like 19 kids. Wait, and a Christian? I know, Anne. I know. And he wasn't even a drag An queen. American pastor. Yeah. Pastor Taglatelli? Fusilli? You don't know pastors. Bow ties. <laughs> Macaroni? <laughs> Macaroni. Macaroni. Oh, macaroni. Yeah. Yeah, like an Italian transformer. No, he's the one that um, um, uh, Godzilla fights. <laughs> macaroni. Oh. Godzilla versus macaroni. Oh, I see, because Gadzuki, you son of a bitch. Um, yeah, anyway, sorry, um, IBLP, and it's the story of the Duggar family. Now, I don't know, does that name Oh, really yeah, well? I remember Joshua Duggar. Yeah. I big thought only old. one of them was a big pedo. No, all right, so it's a bit odd. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just quickly bring up my notes. So, um, the Dugar family, the Duggar family. Yeah. So, 19 kids and counting was the, was the, um, was the group, and they were on TV, and they're basically just a massive family of Christians that that fuck a lot and have a lot of kids, and like the whole premise of the show was just to have a really big unruly family. And then the dad was going to try and get into politics. But then, obviously, his son... Turns out his son was a massive pedo and tried to fuck his sister. May have molested his sister quite severely. And they were like, okay, we've dealt with it. And the way they dealt with it is they took it took took the son to, like, a cop who was a family friend. And they were like, this is what happened. And he was like, all right, I'll sweep this under the rug. And they sent Josh Duggar away. And they were like, okay... 
Josh Dougie, you're going to go away. You're going to go learn how to be a good guy and not a child molester. And he was like, all right, I'll do that. And then years later, turns out he was a big old time pedo again. And he had stuff on his computer that was so fucking dark that one of the, one of the officers said it's shit that I have to this day never encountered anything like it. It was just the most horrendously disgusting pornographic material. Um, kids, babies, just the worst shit you can imagine. And, uh, and yet, so it turns out that the Christian way of doing things, when someone's naughty, you give them a slap on the wrist and you send them away. It just doesn't work. Um, but it's what? not just... It wasn't just Josh Duggar. The IBLP is a fucking rancid, rancid institute from the ground up. They have, like, sexual assault, like, loads of reports to the owner, who is this fucking grim old dude, a bit like that that evil devil pastor dude, Rod Peterson, who died recently. Like, it just all fucking disgusting people. Um, and uh, <clears throat> Bill Gofford... Bill Gofford was the, and he's been accused of sexual assault multiple times to the point where, um, he countersued a bunch of people that were like gonna, gonna create a lawsuit against him with regards to his treatment of them. They were all young women in the IBLP. Um, and, uh, and when he tried to countersue them, they all went to court and it, the, the judge was like, there's enough evidence to show that you probably were a molester, but they're not suing you. You're countersuing them. So. You know, just throws the case out. But there's enough here to show that, yeah, you're a dirty fucking nonce, you piece of shit, scum, fucking Christian cunt. Fundamentalist Christians are all cunts, by the way. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so this documentary is about that. It's about the IBLP and everything else. And like... Hiltable Bell... Shut pin, the fuck up. Joke. Shut the fuck up. Let me finish and then make your jokes, all right? <laughs> um, but anyway, so one of well, the first I was going to make jokes, I should have watched a documentary about that submarine. Yeah. One of the interesting things about this about this documentary is they also touch on um, fundamentalist Christianity and how that's influencing modern day like influencers and stuff. Because one of the big things in America right now is like trad wives and like shit like that, traditional wives. And like, oh, I saw development with that this week. What's that? A bunch of trad wives are starting to wonder why their husbands keep treating them badly. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so a lot of that's linked to the IBLP ideal because it is all about like submissive attitudes towards your husband. You don't have your own money. You don't have your own life. You sort of barefoot and naked. You know, like that's what they call it over there. So a lot of those like a lot of people that are like right wing influencers and like incel ideology points towards this sort of thing. It's like the idea of a submissive wife doesn't earn her own money is completely controlled by the husband and like all financial responsibility falls on the husband. But the wife like. You know, can't complain, can't leave. Can I be like a even, husband? Even, yeah, you can be. Even, Sweet. But that means you just have to work and provide for your family. No, no, I I want to... No, you're not allowed. I'm, That's not trad. That That's is. not trad. That's not trad. Oh. Stop it. Stop trying to break the norms. This is what God wants. I just want to have a <laughs> so, wife no. that earns all so, the money so and I shut up and stay at home. So fundamentalists have obviously started being bigger and bigger in, in like... A, like in like um like YouTube and there's like this trad wife movement in like influence and stuff and like there's a lot of that on TikTok because TikTok's a fucking waste hole for shitty people. Um, if you want to get a diagnosis for a mental illness, don't go to TikTok. Go to a doctor. I know um, someone whose mum's got a TikTok. Yeah, you told me about that. She's also got an OnlyFans. Yeah, she uses yeah. the TikTok to promote her OnlyFans. Oh, does she? Yeah. She's... What's her What's her TikTok? I don't know. Yeah, you're lying. I have no idea. No, you're lying. I can't find... Uh, I don't go on TikTok. I don't have TikTok. I don't want TikTok. I think it's a fucking hellscape. Maybe I should but it's download besides TikTok. The point. 
That's besides, yeah, download TikTok. Get us a TikTok. Start doing TikToks. Do dances and shit. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Whatever. Um, but anyway, so like a lot of that traditional housewife shit is bleeding into modern society because people hearken for a simpler time because it's confusing to learn people's names or sorry, pronouns. Yeah, that's right. There's only a few pronouns, but there's unlimited stupid names and you're upset about having to learn whether someone's he, him or they, them or, he, or she, her. I'm fucking sorry. Life's so hard for you, dumb fuck. Anyway, sorry. That's just stupid to... names like Steve. Ugh. What kind of fucking a cunt Steve. called Steve? An arsonist. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So the fundamentalist Christians are just fucking psychopaths. They're anti LGBTQ. They're anti like freedom, sexuality. They're anti sex before marriage. Some of them are anti kissing before marriage. Freaks. Yeah, they are all freaks, and they're really unhinged, and they're really like poorly adjusted to life. And can you imagine being in a relationship with someone for like, cause they get married really quick, but being in a relationship with someone with, for a year, getting to the wedding night and your first kiss being in front of a whole room of your family and friends. That's the first time you have any physical contact beyond holding hands with a human mm. being. Imagine if you did that and like immediately went, I'm gay. And like then you've got the wedding night. Even like, oh, I don't like girls, no. <laughs> and then you've got the wedding night where it's going to be not only your first kiss on that same night, you're also expected to fuck for the first time. It'll go well. Yeah. It's going to be bad. And it's going to be like terrible. And it's going to be with the weirdest fucking human being you've ever met because they've also agreed to do this. Or at least lied about agreeing to do this. That's the other thing. I think a lot of this, like, it's guys that have gotten into a relationship with like someone that they think is cute. And they've gone, I'll just see if I can do this. And like, I'll just tell them I haven't had sex. I tell them I haven't kissed someone. Like, I'll just, I'll tell them I don't masturbate. Like, it's fine. I'll just lie about it all. And they get in a relationship with this person. They start fucking. And it's like fucking, I don't know, some weird, terrified corpse. (laughs) They have no idea what's going on. And then, and then they're expected to have babies really soon. And they're expected to just keep having fucking babies. Like, that's the whole thing about 19 Kids and Counting. One of the things about IBLP, it's about raising an army. Like, they were like, they had, they had like camps they sent kids to, which is where a lot of them got molested. Surprise, fucking surprise! But like, the whole thing is that they, 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 it was about spreading as many people as you can, making as many followers as you can. You gotta make loads of white people, so there's, you know, don't get outnumbered by the black people. One of the big things is about race. Because obviously incels, predominantly white. Obviously, like, a lot of this shit about, like, fucking um, trad wives. It's a lot of white women just trying to, like, I want a traditional husband. I cooked it. Like, how is someone's life fulfilling when their only job is to look after a man-child who has never had to grow up because he's gone from having a mum to having a wife? The only difference is that, you know, it's not weird that he's know. having Can sex with his wife. DSP? Who's DSP? Darkside Phil. Who? Legendary friggin' loser on the internet. I was watching him try and solve... You know the Zelda puzzle when you get to the shrine? Yeah. And you've been driving a cart around, pushing stuff around. Yeah. And you get one room where there's a whole load of the balls. Yeah. And there's like a scoop-shaped piece. Oh, yeah, 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 You have yeah, to yeah. scoop the balls yeah. in the thing. Yeah, there's a video where he just like straight up doesn't understand how to solve the puzzle. And he's pitting them together and carry them all over and stuff. And then he goes, oh, so I'm just supposed to figure this out, am I? Just don't, don't tell me anything. It sounds like he's putting on an act. Cause there's there's no an way- amazing video where he's like fucking trying to cook some pot noodles. He's trying pot noodles and he's using a Keurig machine to boil the water and pouring it from a coffee cup. And then he starts to try and eat the noodles with a spoon. 
It sounds like this is an act. This is a character. No, no, the more you watch it, you realise it's not. I don't want to watch any of this, Ant. He's an idiot. Why would you watch any of this? Because he's fucking hilarious. No, that doesn't sound fun. That sounds like a person struggling to be alive. Yeah, you should watch it. No, I'm good. (laughs) Um, So, if I want to watch that, I'll watch the last few minutes of the submersible's camera footage. And the do- the jokes are just getting done. There was no struggling to be like Yeah, there. their blood boiled instantly. Those, those, just they died. Milliseconds. Yeah, they did not know what was happening. Um, but yeah, shiny happy people. It's really fucking dark. Um, there's no... If you are already aware of the Duggars, there's no new information to this. I think probably my favourite part is the perspectives. Um, you get Fundy Fridays, who's like a, a YouTube channel. Um, she does breakdowns of like fundamentalist Christian groups and like YouTube channels and stuff. She's she has her she has like a channel and she has like a small part in this and it's really interesting to see her sort of talk about the doggers in like through the fundamentalist Christians hater yeah they really do yeah. uh, there's a fundamentalist Christian YouTube couple like something in Morgan like someone in Morgan I can't remember their fucking names but those two Daddy O Five <laughs> that fucker yeah that guy yeah he's a fundamentalist Christian probably I'm is sure. beats uh, kids locks but, them in cupboards and stuff but like. yeah so this this YouTuber like fundamentalist YouTuber like. Christianity people, they they have like a segment on there where they're like they're like oh yeah we just want people to love each other and all this stuff and we don't have like any issue and then they cut to clips from their YouTube channel where they're just fucking awful human beings, mostly the guy being just an awful cunt but like it's it's um and and like they've come out to say like oh we're really unhappy with the way we were portrayed and like the producers come out and essentially said like. Yeah, we can. We could have made them look a lot worse, but we just cut out a lot of the really dark shit. But yeah, like they're pretty bad people, and like it's it's all just very funny how this is like exposing a lot of these Christian groups for what they are. What everybody knows them to be, but the US seems to just be rife with this shit for some reason. Like it's really fucking weird that it's like always making a comeback. Like most people in the US, they're very loud and they get a lot of power because they get the money well yeah because they don't no have to morals. pay taxes and shit as soon as they like start their little religious group they don't have to pay taxes tax exempt and mm. like it's just like yeah it's just all dark and horrible and like fucking America it just makes me want to go there less and less um, but yeah yeah that's uh, that's shiny happy people it's really dark and grim but I enjoyed watching it no new information and I hope Everyone in any sort of religious fundamentalist group burns in hell. Because that's where they're going. Like, if they really believe this shit, they wouldn't say half the stuff they're saying. They wouldn't be after money. And they wouldn't want to, like, they wouldn't want to submit and all this what other if shit. God turned up and he was, like, super racist. What, towards white people? Because just, just Jesus wasn't white. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, if, if we were all made in God's image and, like, God's image was the people of Iran. <laughs> Like, all right. Like, God just turns out, who are these honkies? <laughs> like, who are these honkies holding back healthcare? Like, that's not what I want. I want you all to have healthcare. Like, you should all be allowed to live life. Who decided you have to pay for it? And the Americans are just like, oh, fuck. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's like, it's fucked. The whole of America's fucked, though. Like, I really, I just don't understand it. Like, when, uh, just, to, just to quickly go back to Rise of the Beast, when in Rise of the Beast, it's like, it's actually kind of a fitting reward that his brother gets healthcare at the end because it must mm. be so fucking expensive to get treatment for stuff in the US. And like, and well, he like, gets denied it at the stop. For, yeah, what was the reason at the stop? Because his, la- his policies lapsed. They haven't been paying their health yeah. insurance because they don't have enough money. So like, but Laguerta's got that friggin' money from working in Miami Dade County as a 
um, Detective Laguerre, although she died in series six. Series, the Dexter. Series, yeah. Yeah. Same person. Yeah, I know. It's also the mum from Spider-Verse. Yeah, but... I know it's set in ninety four, so it's before she died in Dexter. Yes, before she died in Dexter. Before yeah. Dexter's sister tried to have sex with him. Yeah. Yeah. Dexter was a bad show, man. I mean, they're not blood-related, so I guess it's sort of fine. It's a bit weird. And they were married in real life, so... No, they were divorced by that point. Yeah, but... Which made it weird. Yeah. <laughs> it made it weird again. Um, yeah, Shiny Happy People. It's... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it... I am going to give it... Uh, Kate Blanchett. I enjoyed it a lot. It's nice to see, like, more mainstream things tackling this shit, because people need to be made aware how fucked up these organisations are. And your review... What? Your review. Oh, Jesus Christ. What am I supposed to review? I don't fucking care. Um, have you had that purple Fanta? No. It's quite nice. Oh, is that I your don't review? Know, I don't know what flavour it is. Is that your review? It doesn't tell you what it is. It's just purple. Is it purple drink? It's like bubblegum and strawberry. It might be strawberry bubblegum. I'm not sure. Actually, we could find out if you drank some of it. Couldn't we? Oh, my God. What? what, what what's happened? What's happened? We've got breaking news. Break, breaking news, breaking news. What's, oh my God, what, breaking news? Uh, so. Snyderverse has been sold to Netflix. We've won, <laughs> guys. So, so IBLP, mm-hmm. um, they faced a lot of sexual harassment allegations. Mm-hmm. The organization faced a major, when. It's just women after money, isn't it? Yeah, you know, Steve Goffard. Children after money. Steve Goffard resigned after having affairs with several secretaries. Um. But what are the sec, that's what the secretaries are for, isn't it? I, I've seen that film. Bill Gofford also admitted to sexual misconduct. Um, and that cop that let Josh Duggar off, he also was a paedophile. Oh, man, crazy. Yeah. Uh, 16 yeah. women made complaints against two men. Are you saying that some of those accusers. that work forces are the same that burn crosses? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Huh. Who would have thought? Anyway, I'm going to go rage against the washing machine. For rage against the machine. Go on, bud. You go do it. What am I supposed to review? I know, you fucking stuff. Oh, I have to freaking drag the bottom of the barrel. All right, go on, do bottom it. Bottom barrel. Do it. Um, I saw the first episode of Secret Invasion. Why don't we talk about that? Not great. Um, I thought the episode was fine. Perfectly I thought it was okay, stuff. but yeah, like, I think that... And I think people are jumping to conclusions about the end. But also, that AI title sequence is utter dog shit. Oh, yeah, I don't care. Bad. I don't care if people go... Thematically, I get what they were going for. I think maybe it's a misstep. Yeah. Maybe what you should have done is hired some artists to do a an intro that recalls the ideas of AI into art without actually looking like art of shit. I thought that I thought it was they had hired artists and then they ran it through AI. No. Was it the other way? No, around? there's like eight people worked on the title sequence oh God. from the AI company. It took forty odd people to do the title sequence for Miss Marvel. That's a good title. Yeah, do you remember the art from She-Hulk that was all pretty beautiful? Yeah. I really like that She-Hulk the art. The hand-drawn pictures of her in court. Yeah, it, it even had... Corpse. Even there's some art of uh, Mold Watts' face. What's his name? Josh Segarra. Yeah. Who is my favourite himbo in television these days. Who's Josh Segarra? You remember he was um, he was the guy who worked at the office firm who was a bit dim. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he was also um, Prometheus in... Arrow, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Yeah. No, he he's not dim. He's just like... He's you a total bit of an Avengers... He's a himbo, but he's like an Avengers fanboy. Yeah, it was great. I thought it was funny. It was good stuff. Anyway, um, Secret Invasion, first episode. Oh no, there's people who, there were scrolls. They, they, it's taken too long for them to get their own new planet to live on. So they've decided they want Earth. 
To be honest, I wouldn't. Would you look at Earth and go like, yeah, I want that? No. But then again, they always position Earth as being uniquely diverse and stuff, don't they? It's beautiful, all sorts of different environments. There's, Maybe they could live on them. But I kind uh, of disagree with that point. I, I think that... Other planets in space and science fiction are always one thing. Yeah. But Earth's always depicted as being unique because it's got all sorts of different climates. Well, that's, I thought it was more because they, they discovered they could, they could farm their produce from their home. Maybe. Because they are growing scroll food. Yeah, they had to manipulate the soil to make it work. Yeah, but because, they could make it work. Because Thingy was growing a plant from Earth soil and it came out different. Yeah. But um, they killed off, because Marvel thing, you have to at least have one plot point that happens between shows. Yeah. Um, they killed off the wife of um, Talos between Spider-Man No Way Home and this, I guess. Mm. Was it No Way Home or Far From Home? Far From Far Home. Far From Home when they're in the That's car. the last one they appear in, isn't it? Yeah. So kill them off between films, fine. Um, I'm just wondering if they actually have, or if he's... Because I kind of get the feeling that this is all like... Everyone's lying about something. Yeah. I yeah. think Talos is meant to be the only one who's like 100% honest about everything, though. I really like Ben Mendelsohn. He's really good. Mm. In this especially, like, he's good. Yeah. Him and Samuel L. Jackson have a lot of really good charisma between them. I liked um, Samuel Jackson's scene with Olivia Coleman because yeah, it's just yeah. like... Straight up Samuel Jackson turning into a little bit campy. <laughs> he's really, yeah, he's a he's really happy to be around her. Yeah. Um but no, it's alright. Um yeah, the the bit at the end of the episode, I think that's a that's a friggin' thing. That's a that's a trick. You reckon? Yeah. Do you reckon they're gonna introduce life model decoys again? Maybe. Agent Coulson will turn up. Yeah. Okay, Agent Coulson ain't turning up, is he? Um, I saw some people questioning, going, oh, I can't believe they turned out that, um, what's his face, Martin Freeman was a scroll. It's like, no, it was just, that was just a scroll pretending to be him then. Yeah. Like, it's not, he's not, a, they're not, they're not going to kill off freaking his character in the first five minutes of Secret Invasion. Well, yeah, and that's, especially when he's already in the Thunderbolts. Yeah, especially when he's so important in Black Panther. I actually liked him my in favorite Black Panther my favourite character in the Black Panther I actually liked him in Black Panther too. I, I kind of yeah. like the way that they're doing that. Like, the fact that he's Contessa's ex-husband. Like, I like that shit. It's a good way of tying stuff together. It's a little bit better than the normal, like, oh, we fought together in between films. It's like, oh, it's just like a human relationship is what leads everyone together. Mm. I kind of like that shit. That's a little bit more like... He's the most they're trying to make it happen character when they could have just admitted Agent Coulson was still alive and brought Coulson back for the same role. He's basically doing Agent Coulson's role, isn't he? You know? No, I get the feeling that they're going to turn him into someone like Wonder Man or some shit. No, Wonder Man's been cast, hasn't he? They're doing Wonder Man, aren't they? Um, can't remember. Someone Wonder Man cast. is the android, right? I can't remember. Wonder Man's a big old dick. But I'm sure they're doing that or something. I don't know. Anyway, fucking Secret Invasion. This first episode's interesting and fine and, you know, it's not like the comics thing. Um... There's a Secret Wars as a film, aren't they? Yeah. But is that going to be like the whole loads of the superheroes have been replaced by Scrolls years ago or something? No, that was Secret Invasion. Was it? Yeah, Secret Invasion was. Isn't that where they Secret find an War. island where a whole bunch of the heroes from like the 80s are trapped on there? And... No, Secret War is the one where they get transported to a battle world. Yeah. You remember it's the one where like they're. They have to go and fight in like a massive tournament against like mm. all versions of themselves. I think they're going to rush past the Kang Dynasty and. I think they're going to stop that, yeah, because I don't think Jonathan Majors is a good guy. No. I saw people suggesting that... Um, 
John, Don Cheadle replaces. No, no. Friggin' the guy who's the high evolutionary and just say, no, he was a Kang variant. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. He is really good. Yeah. Yeah. He's I, great. I, he was I great in friggin' Peacemaker and everything. He's incredible in Peacemaker. I mean, not every Kang variant has to look exactly the same. No, exactly. We've established that. And also, also we've already established the head of Disney, Bob Iger. Is it Bob Iger? Is he still there? Is it Bob Iger that got fired? One of them one of them was notoriously racist and said that no one would notice if they replaced Don Cheadle with... Uh, they replaced uh, Terrence, Terrence Howard with Don Cheadle. Because they look so similar. Because they all look the same, is yeah. what he said. Yeah, they look really yeah. similar. Yeah, he also complained yeah. that people used to get a, bar, a bag of popcorn and a Coke when they went to press screenings for films. He used to fish scraps of paper out of, out of bins... Tear them up, turn them into notepads with like disused paper clips. He was just a fucking weirdo. Like he's like a proper weirdo. When I went to the premiere of the X Files, I want to believe yeah. we got a bottle of water and a small bag of popcorn. Yeah, that's what we get in the UK because we're yeah. not Americans. We don't mm. live off of sugar. Well, I went to the premiere of X Files. I want to believe. Yeah. Yeah, McFly were there. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't get to be in the same screen room as them. They had two screenings at once. All the oh, celebrities yeah. were in the yeah, and the press were in the good screen. So you room. didn't see the girl with five colours in her hair. Or was she in your screening? No, no. There was a German girl that jumped over my seat to give David Duchovny a present and then we never saw her again. David Duchovny fucked her to death. Is that what you're saying? He looked hungover. (laughs) He was wearing shades. Have you heard David Duchovny talk? Yeah. He sounds hungover all the time. um, Scully, we've got to go and have a look. Don't don't shout Scully. (laughs) We've got to go and have a look. Is Mitch Pileggi there? I can't remember. I can't remember if he was there or not. Mitch Pelleggi. Did Billy Codney actually turn up? I can't remember Billy Codney was there either. But, you know, Gillian Anderson and David Coveney and Chris Carter were there. Wait, sorry, is this your review? Anyway, Secret Invasion. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Ben Mendo Mendelssohn. I really like him in this. I liked that he was trying to save that scroll and Samuel Jackson's just very trigger happy with everyone. What scroll? The one that they fight in the in the little warehouse where Ben Mendelssohn's getting beaten up. Oh yeah. He and he just shoots him. him. He's like he's like, Don't shoot him. I need to talk to him. Yeah, well it was he was upset because Nick Fury saved him. He wanted to beat him up himself. He didn't want to kill him. He just wanted because like I think that Ben Mendelssohn is like Seeing that, yeah, they've not got a lot of scrolls. Like these, mm. pe- they are like. L- Where's the super scroll? That's probably going to be something they reveal in this. Mm. But I think that is tied to the Fantastic Four often, because mm. it's like, and it might even be a Fantastic Four owned thing. Yeah, but um, at least no one's like. I haven't seen anyone online going crazy about all oh, cameos. What cameos are going to turn up? Are we going to see then getting all obsessed, saying that this person's definitely going to turn up, and then throwing a pissy fit when they don't? Oh, is Mephisto in it? Yeah, Mephisto's going to turn up, yeah. Friggin', I think they finally got over doing that with these shows, because that was nightmarish with WandaVision, wasn't it? Mm. Where they were just like jumping to all these conclusions, and when it didn't happen, they decided it sucked or something. Um, Or She-Hulk, when they didn't get what was going on with that show. God forbid they do anything that's a bit different every now and again. But this is dead serious. It's dead serious. None of that twerking. That five seconds of She-Hulk and Megan V. Stallion twerking as a little joke thing after the credits. Can't have any of that in Secret Invasion. Bet Olivia Coleman can jerk twerk, though. I'm going to talk about her in a minute. Are you? Yeah. Does she know? Yeah. It's a bit rude to talk about her when she's not around. 
All right, shut the fuck up, man. Yeah. Yeah, what are we meant to do? Do you remember when she got um, Mark to marry her out of embarrassment? Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Are you happy, Mark? I'm pissing. You told me to go, and I just immediately started going. That's how weak I am. Stop it, Jez. Jez, it's leaking through the floor. I can't stop, Mark. I've needed to piss forever. Classic. No, I piss it. Classic Jez. Superhands, I know that you want to go cold turkey, and I really respect that, but what I've done is I've sellotaped a bag of weed to the back of this frisbee. Oh, you have, Jez. Cheers for that, mate. Yeah, I'm just going to throw it out here for you. All right, off I go then. (laughs) (laughs) Superhands might be dead, but he might also be very, very high on a bag of drugs I threw on a frisbee. Oh, okay, so you've got that under control. Yeah, yeah, it's under control. (laughs) Right there, Jez. Superhands coming out of that party is like, Mark, you don't want to go in there. Jez, yeah, it's not for us, mate. This isn't our scene. It's like, oh, what's what's going on in this? It's just stuff that we don't want to be involved in. It's really, it's too much even for me, mate. Mark, Mark's just like, I kind of, I, I want to go in. No, Mark, don't go in. It's not for you in there. It's not for any of us. Unless Jez goes leave. in. Yeah, and then Jez goes in. Right, we're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> it's dark shit, Mark. You ever stared into the eye of the dragon? <laughs> looking into the void, Mark. Yeah. I've seen uh, things. Crunchy nut cornflake. Quite expensive, as I recall. I say we just leave the fridge here. Like a fuck you to traditional pubs. Yeah, I mean, we could leave the fridge there, or we could remove it and maybe actually start operating as a pub. What, like as a counterculture, you know, rage against the machine sort of thing? Yeah, or just as a pub. <laughs> I don't think I like where this is going, just... <laughs> Uh, anyway. sure the next week. Secret Invasion exists Episode 1 I'll probably review the whole thing when it's finished Yeah, yeah get on you bud. How many episodes? 8 episodes isn't it? Or uh, yeah I think so I just want more Ben Mendo Mendelssohn well, You will, you get him every week I love him um, I want to kiss him right on his scrully face Yeah Yeah. Um, Alright my, my second to last review And let me show you the world Alright It's a whole new world don't you dare close your eyes. I'm the king of the swingers, the jungle VIP. Uh, Has loving Prince Putin Ali. become chuggy? What? What? <laughs> Someone brought chuggy back, I guess. I don't fucking know what chuggy is, Ant. I have no idea. Ooh, where's Tony Danza trending? Oh, my God. What's he done? Hold me closer, Tony Danza. That's because Elton John's singing. Yeah. Tony Danza. Yep. Anyway, so I um, I watched The Little Mermaid. You know the the Little Mermaid. You know that film they released, the Disney live action Little Mermaid movie. Oh yeah, we all hate that, don't we? It's fine. Five out of ten. Didn't you review that last time? No. Oh no, I was meant to and I didn't. Oh, okay, Little Mermaid then. Yeah, Little Mermaid. So uh, for those of you who don't know, Little Mermaid's the story of a girl who wants to explore the world. She's a mermaid, so she's under the water. She can't get out of the water because she's got fins, and that's awkward. Um, but uh, she makes a deal with. Surprisingly decent Melissa McCarthy in the role of Ursula. <laughs> Ursula? Who is King Triton's daughter, uh, sister. King Triton, obviously, the king of Atlantis, or under the water. Uh, oh, directed by Rob Marshall, that terrible director. Anyway. Uh, no, it says visionary director Rob Marshall on the posters. All right, mate. All right. Anyway, so The Little Mermaid. Uh, it's, Rob Marshall. It's fine. Little Mermaid is fine. It's the same story as before. The only thing that I would say is that it's a little bit less effective as a story because she really has, like, no urgency or, like, 
or like uh, no real personality once she gets her legs. She just becomes like a like a wee. Ooh. Well, she can't talk. I know she can't talk, but like she she also apparently forgets that she was ever a mermaid, and doesn't try to use any other form of communication. She just goes ah. Oh, Remember, visioning director Rob Marshall, director of um, Australia, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Chicago. Yeah, with Renee Zellweger and Catherine Zeta Jones. Who slips below the lasers? Oh. That's a workaholic joke for you. Um, anyway, so yeah, um, yeah, Little Mermaid. So um, she gets, she gets cursed. She has to go live on that. She fights, fights big, big sea lady. Look, it's the same film except for, and this is, this is, this is something I need to make expressly clear. The new songs are fucking terrible. They mm. are the worst shit in the world. Who wrote them? Um, uh, Hamilton guy, yeah. Lim Manuel Miranda. There's one called Scuttlebutt, which will begin to think he um fucking he he, he lucked out once and with Hamilton. Yeah. Well, apparently in in the Who Heights is good. I've never heard of it. No, it's like his other musical that he's done. It's apparently mm. very very good. But this he there's a song called Scuttlebutt. If you haven't heard it, just go on YouTube and listen to it, and you'll see what I mean. It's the fucking worst, mate. It's so bad, like so bad and so unnecessary. What's the scuttlebutt? It's just like, it's all about like, it's it's a rap song, because of course it fucking is. Oh, because there's a... Lynn Miranda. And also the ending, which I found hilarious, and, and so did Liv, because we I want to go to Liv, and I saw it, I found it fucking hilarious, that at the end, Javier Bardem, the incredibly handsome actor, famously handsome actor, at the end is saying goodbye to his daughter by... Popping his head out the ocean with his terrible plastic looking wig. And he's just like, he's just like, ah. Bye then. <laughs> like that. And all the other mermaids just pop up out the water. And it's just the worst looking thing in the world. It looks so cheap and stupid. And it's, again, pointless addition to the story that doesn't need to be there. At the end of the, at the end We're of the original say film. say goodbye to her. At the end of the original film, they're just like, they're just like, oh, there you go. There you go. That's the end. Ursula's defeated. Like- but instead, they have like this really long extended scene in which they're like saying goodbye by bobbing on the water, and it looks so fucking stupid. Um, Under the sea. Plus side though, um, for all the all the anger about like all the anger about like the CGI and stuff like that, Sebastian looks fine. The bird thing they've got they in this look looks fucking fine. horrifying. No, they both look fine. Don't in, like them in execution. They look absolutely fine. And flounder actually very cute. Sebastian was a lobster though. No, he wasn't. It was a crab thing. I swear he's a lobster. No, it's like a crab crayfish thing. He's like a fucking lobster. Anyway, anyway, uh, Little Mermaid. It's fine. Fine. Gonna give it a Matthew Modine. It's fine. With Halle Berry? Yeah. Yeah. That's it, isn't it? No. No, that's not a name. Do you want to get her name up for you? It's Halle... Halle... It's Halle Bailey. Oh, that's mate. She has an incredible voice. She's very good. But I think um, her acting isn't great when she does act. It doesn't matter. Just it doesn't really matter. Scare everyone the guy goes sing. No one's no one's really fantastic. I think Melissa McCarthy and Javier Bardem are really good. I think. Yeah, but the, you know that Lizzo was was went for the role, didn't she? Yeah, but she, her acting was really bad. Yeah, but Lizzo would be better. Yeah, she would be better. Uh, and Noma Demazwina 
Demersweeney. She's the she is the um the lady who plays Queen Selina, which is the prince's mother, and she's actually quite good as well. Yeah, otherwise, yeah, just, yeah, fine, fine. I'm sure kids will love it. I just think those songs are the fucking worst thing ever to happen to anything. It's just so bad. Like I can't, I cannot, I cannot. Just, just so fucking bad. You cannot with this shit. I cannot with this shit, man. Right, your review, Ant. So I'm trying to clean my watch strap. No, it's really mucky. Ant, review a thing. Oh my god, the amount of muck I just pulled out. Ant, review a thing. Jesus. My god. I don't want to see it. Review a thing. (sighs) It's desperation time, though. Yeah, go on, do it. Because I've been too busy playing the Zeldas. You've been too busy playing... I completed the Zeldas. Yeah, but I'm actually bothering to like do stuff. You're going to 100% it, are you? Well, no, I'm just making sure the town's alright. Yeah, I did that. Make sure the world's alright. By defeating Ganondorf. Spoilers. It's actually a really good boss fight at the end of this one. Because I was a little underwhelmed by Breath of the World's end boss. Because it sort of feels like you're just teleported to like a random field. It doesn't really feel like the same places you explored before because they're so big. Mm. Where you're like doing the fight where he's like a dog thing. Or a dragon thing, whatever he is. In this, because it's up in the sky and it like does feel related thematically to everything you've been through before. It all works really nicely. Really good ending. Really enjoy it. I spoiled in the end of Tears of the Kingdom. I didn't. I just said it really works. It's up in the you air. You said there's a sky. Anyway. Anyway, and your review. Um, let talk about the first two episodes of Star Trek Strange New World Season 2 because I've got nothing else to talk about. Have you heard Prodigy got cancelled? Yeah. Is it bad? I haven't watched it. Oh, okay. Um, little people like it. Yeah? I haven't watched it. Little people like it? A lot of people like it. Oh, okay. Well, kids like it as well. It's for kids. They're little yeah. people. Strange New World Season 2 is on. Um, it, we'd start. They did the thing where they make sure because obviously where the story left off at the end of last series, the mm-hmm. big cliffhanger finale thing was Una, the um, the commander, mm-hmm. the second commander, number one. Um, she got arrested because she's like a genetically engineered Illyrian, which genetically engineered people are illegal within Starfleet because of the Why? because of the genetic um the um Carnunian Singh thing because you know it's genetically engineered war. Um, they're all banned because they worry that they're going to start a war. It's a racism thing. Oh, okay. Um, but she gets arrested at the end of last series, and you'd think that'd be what the first episode is all about, is carrying on with that. But what they do is Pike's like, right, I'm going to go and visit some people. I'm going to sort this out at the start of episode one. And he disappears, and then the episode happens, and episode one is the big action episode. So that gives you your action-packed intro to the series. Where um they have to go to the Klingon place and there's like a mining ship and there's been some trouble and people are undercover and you know something suspicious is going on. Turns out a bunch of these these rogue Klingon and um, illegal people, crime people, are secretly stealing Starfleet tech to build their own Starfleet vessel to try and kick off a war. Their plan is to like you know use this Starfleet ship they've built. It's a cross-field class ship, you know, the same one as Discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, they plan to use that to attack a Klingon bird of prey so they can kick off a war with the um, with the Starfleet again. And the Enterprise sort of sneaks in against orders with uh, with Spock at the command. Um, because, you know, he's got to show that he can be a bit rebellious sometimes. He knows that sometimes you have to steal a starship and all that. Um, and get a little bit of... Um, what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Carol... Danvers? No. 
You know her who was um She she who shall not be named. The crazy woman in the crazy older lady in Two and a Half Men. She turns up a couple of times in that. Um and she was Penguin's mum in Gotham. Her. That lady. Will Smith's wife. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Jada Pinkett's mate. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Macau, she turns, she's in it, and she's like a bit of a rebellious type, and she decides to go along with their plan. Um, doesn't cease through their whole plan to fake a warp core breach um, to escape, and she's all like, yeah, this is bullshit. I can tell this is all fake, so, you know, let's go and do something exciting. Way! She wants to join the crew as their new chief engineer, because mm. um, their the chief engineer died last series. Oh, anyway, no. this is a nice big action-packed first episode. It was all right. Bit of, bit of Spock being an adventurous type. And then the second episode starts off with Pike going off and doing his little thing he said he was going to do. It's going to take him a couple of days. And he gets back, I guess, straight after whatever happened in the first episode. Yeah. And the episode carries on. And that's the whole one focusing on Una and her court trial for lying on her um, entry form to Starfleet and all this. And they go and get an old friend of hers who's a civil rights lawyer on the Illyrian homeworld. And she basically sets Starfleet up to, you know, realise that maybe they're a bunch of cunts. Oh. Um, It's a really good episode, that one, because it's an entirely like a court-based story one. It's very much like Measure of a Man, the classic Star Trek TNG episode. Yep. Um, Where we work out if uh, Data is a man. Data's a data's something. (laughs) Data is beyond classification. But anyway, this one, like, you know, it's all about saying... An unjust law. Save tonight. An unjust law. You know, Fight is it a law that we dog. should uphold? Is it is it, is is an unjust law a law that should be respected? You know, when a law is wrong. But um, she does a really good job of setting it all up and making sure that it all works out okay in the end. And Rebecca Romaine Stamos gets to hang out on the ship a bit more. Oh yay! I like Rebecca Romaine Stamos. She's married to Sliders. What, Jerry O'Connell? Yeah, poor woman. What do you mean, Paul? He's very He's handsome. So man. much better. He's a slider. She could have married um A slider? Me. And you oh, think yeah. you're better than Jerry O'Connell? Oh, yeah. You'll think you're better than he Jerry his, O'Connell for Piranha no 3D. He ain't got no dick. He has a dick in real life. That he was got CGI. Eaten in Piranha 3D, I saw that was it. CGI. I seen it. You seen it. <laughs> I seen it with my own eyes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good episode, that one. And um for your Star Trek geeks. You get to see like the old uh, dress uniform they wore in the episode of uh, the original series when they had the court case with, with Pike, uh, the menagerie. Oh, the box. Yeah. <laughs> but no, they had the they had the special dress uniform and the yeah, but he had the box on. Yeah, but that's later. That's... Yeah, but he had the box on in that scene. And they had the little little glowy pads they put their hands on when they're giving their um. He, you can't thing. see his hands. He's in the box. That's not this. Pike's Pike's not in the box yet. Where's he getting in the box? We don't know yet, but he's going to push him into the box. But the whole series has been about how he can't avoid that. Yes, he can. He knows it's coming. He can't, though, because there was a whole episode about why he can't. He just quits. No, that's the thing. Just quit. Just quiet quit. He's got to accept his fate. No, because if he quits, he doesn't go on the mission that gets him in the box. Well, but other people die. So? Yeah, but he saves a bunch of people. How many people? Like a whole bunch of them. Very like promising young cadets. Ten? Maybe. Fifteen? Quite How a few. many? But he saves their lives and he's not gonna he's not gonna sacrifice other Can people's Can you not just lives. tell someone else to do it? 
Yeah, he's just sort of Spock in there. Yeah, just tell someone else to do it. You'll be fine. You'll be fine, yeah, Spock. I don't know what's going to happen. You're going to be fine. He's <laughs> just like about to push Spock in there, and then yeah. his future self turns up behind him and just like, fucking, what are you doing, mate? Well, then just push his future self into it. Well, no, because he's like, bought himself another 10 years. Maybe. Yeah. Where he does it. doesn't beep like that. Does he not? No. Does he beep? It's one beep for yes, two beeps for no. He's saying yes a lot. He's really enthusiastic. It was just a guy, and it wasn't even the same actor. Was it not? No, it was a different guy. Was just you don't even need an actor, do you? Just Mask. put him on a Roomba. <laughs> just the original... put him like a fake one on a Roomba. <laughs> they didn't have Roombas in the 60s. Yeah, they did. No, they didn't. They were called remote control cars. They did have remote control cars. Yes, like they did. In the 60s? Yeah. Nah. Yeah, they had RC cars. Nah. Yes. Yes. Nah. Tyco yeah. invented them in 1982. Right, then put them on a fucking a mini train. You're a train. Put them on a mini train. Anyway, Strange New Worlds. I'm trying to talk about Strange oh, yeah, New Worlds. Sorry, yeah. It's been really, it's been really good. There's a great bit where um, you see Spock in the distance and he's chatting with this Vulcan guy yeah. at a table and they're just sitting there like Vulcans do. Not Wait. moving, chatting away. And the Doctor is chatting with Ortegas and he's like, you've got to watch this shit. Fucking look at that. And she's like, what? And they're just chatting because he fucking hates him. It's all about body language. They hate each other. And she's like, well, you can't get anything from that. And they're just sitting there and just like, still talking. And then Spock gets up, walks over to him, and he's like, I apologise for you witnessing that outburst. <laughs> that was a good fucking... Was it Stephen Merchant <laughs> saying that? You, you sounded like Stephen Merchant for a second. Stop accusing like, me of sounding like Stephen Merchant. People keep doing that. Because it. it's the way that you went like, it's like, he fucking hates him. <laughs> it sounded just like Stephen Merchant. Well, I can't do the Doctor's voice. He's got a very... Oh, he's yeah. got a very... He's talking the body language, and, it, and that sounds more like um, he's the he's the Watto. It, sound, no, it, sounds, sound like it sounds like the racist alien from uh, you know the the Native American alien on Mars in Futurama. It's like we trade for beat. It's like a Wasn't giant Westudy. Didn't they get Westudy? No, to do the voice? no, they did not get Westudy to do the voice of we trade for big beat. It's like just a massive fucking jewel. Um, yeah, it's been good the first two episodes and they got a slightly new title sequence I quite like I like Star Strange New World's title sequence it's nice to have a da, da, so da, da, can I just da, ask da, a question da, da, before we move on to the next subject how does he end up in the box well he, he there's a there was like a radiation Cave. leak thing that he friggin was helping with and there was engineers in there then he got them out of the room and he solved it because someone had to stay in there and fix the problem before the warp core breach happened. Because they not just use Noel result, Clark's blood to fix him. What? Noel Clark's super blood from Into Darkness. Noel Clark? Yeah, Noel Clark from Into Darkness. He wasn't in Into Darkness. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. He was the one. Benedict Cumberbund was in it. Sorry, Noel Clark needed the radioactive blood to save his daughter... He did a big terrorism. Oh, I don't remember anything from Into Darkness. Cause but couldn't they just use oh, Spock's shit. magic blood? No, because Spock didn't have magic blood. Can't they just use... Khan's no, magic... No, they haven't found Khan yet. Okay. So who's who's not who's immune to radiation? No one, really. Well, no, but like, who's immune to Even radiation? Spock's not immune to radiation. No, but who's immune to radiation now? No one. You saying they don't have an it's android? It's not just a radiation. It's like some shit going on, and it's like they don't have androids. Data's like the first proper android. Do they not have like a robot that could just do the fix? No. So just send in a young kid or something. No, Pike's a courageous captain, but he doesn't need to do it. He does, and surely by him surviving and not being in the fucking box, he can 
do more good well, in no, the future. because the whole point of the last episode... Is of... so that he dies and Kirk comes along. Yeah, but because he was the wrong commander for a certain mission, that leads to a massive roar. If he was still there and still in command... Then just quit! He can't do that. Yeah, if he He's quits, got to save the they kids. don't have a captain. He's got to save they the They don't kids. have the warp core issue. They don't need to worry about the He's warp. He's been trying to figure out how he can get out of it, and future him was like, you can't. Just quit. Oh, future him came back in the box and was like, yeah, look forward to future it. Future him was like, yeah, I found a way out of it, and I kind of fucked up. No. I know, you can't accept it. That's exactly the more the quandary that Pike's going through. No, because there's a way around it. That's kind of like the stupid thing about this. is If he quits, Sometimes the ship doesn't go isn't. on the mission. Sometimes there If he Sometimes quits, he doesn't go fake. on the mission, and then he doesn't have to worry about this shit. And then a bunch of kids get killed, and the whole ship blows up. Just send a better ship without the fucking stupid core made of radioactivity. It's unavoidable. No, it's not. There's like a million ways around this. No. This is just like the film we're going to talk about later that is dog shit and I hated it. You just don't... That's the thing. You're you're struggling that sometimes fate is unavoidable. No, fate's unavoidable if you don't have the ability to look into the future. Because if he's still alive and he comes back you're and he's making like... making the same mistakes mate, many time travellers have made before. No, because many The only time, time, time travel works... Is when you're saving whales. No, look, listen, right? The thing about time travel is, if you just choose not to travel in time, which is the fucking lesson in one of the things we're going to talk about, it doesn't matter. If you choose not to do the thing, it doesn't matter. That's it. You fixed it. Yeah. If you choose not to do the thing that causes the issue, and you have to deal with it, you fixed it. So just don't go on the ship. Just quit. Just do anything other than be a fucking captain on a ship... You're not very good at anyway because they fucking Kirk because comes along. The canon's already established in Star Trek. So. Oh, here we go. Here yeah. we go. He has to do it because but Gene Roddenberry... Do you want another Star Trek Into Darkness? Because messing with the timeline is how you get Star Trek Into Darkness. I don't know what's wrong with that film. I thought it was great. Absolute piece of shit. You loved shit. it. Shite. At the time when you saw it, you said, I wasn't sure about this whole Khan twist, but now I've seen it. I really don't think that Meccano, Meccado, uh, uh, Ricardo Montalban was that good as Khan. I think I've seen the ultimate form of Khan. It's a pasty white guy. That's it. That's it. That's what I wanted. All right, and your review? That was my review. Oh, yeah, my review. Uh, I'm going to talk about The Bear Season 2. Uh, it's not out in the UK until next month because for some reason that's what they're doing. Uh, but I just downloaded it off of Hulu's website and watched it all. Because they've released it all on the Hulu website, but not on the stars in the UK or in Australia. So I'm going to talk about The Bear Season 2. Season 1 of The Bear was my favourite TV show in quite some time. It's very, very good. Well, this is before I watched Succession and a bunch uh. of other stuff like Beauty and the Beast from 1987, which still stands. The Test of Time. Fantastic storytelling. Beautiful. Anyway, that's besides the point. I'm getting, I'm getting distracted. I'm going to talk about The Bear. The Bear Season 1 ended with them finding a bunch of money. And they're like, we're going to do the restaurant up. We're going to do it right. We're going to do it good. We're going to do it great. We're going to do this. They do that. This season, they open up the world a little bit more. We've got a few more guest characters. Olivia Coleman comes in. I know you like her. You spoke about her already. You said she has great body. You're very attracted to her. You come in your pants every time you see her. Well, don't watch The Bear Season no, 2 if you like, need those pants. I liked pants. her in Peep Show. Dobby kind of took the attention away eventually because Dobby's just... I found Dobby quite irritating. I love Dobby. But I think I found Dobby irritating because Gerard was often... Involved in their storylines, I found Gerard. Fucking Gerard. Yeah, I found him really irritating. Do you remember when he died? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's fine, Dobby. Don't answer the call. Stay here with me, beautiful, lovely Dobby. Gerard died last night. 
Oh. I guess he really was sick then, wasn't he? Jez, Gerhard's died. Bullshit! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, so the Bear Season 2. So this this season is very much about opening up the world and, and sort of... Um, it's it's more of creating an actual restaurant rather than dealing with fighting fires and trying to keep everything running as best they could. This season is about expanding, building their building their um, building their repertoire, making them a better restaurant, making them a better, more functional restaurant. And there are just some spectacular episodes that are essentially just individual characters being taken out of the environment of this small kitchen and this claustrophobic area and being given a new environment to interact with and meeting new characters that somehow link to both the family that originally owned the bear, which was John Berthold. Wait, um, is the bear the rest? What? So the bear, the original, the first season is about a small, like a small takeaway restaurant. All right. That does like sandwiches and spaghetti. But is the bear the name of the restaurant? No, the bear is, the bear is the nickname of the character, oh, okay. the main character. Whose brother, John Burnfall, killed himself and left this restaurant swimming in debt. Oliver Platt plays their uncle and he essentially lent them a bunch of money and is now looking to collect. Oliver Platt from Ready to Rumble. Yes. Sweet. The King. Yeah. Great film. Yeah. You love that movie. I mean, the performance. It's one like, of the mm, best yeah. movies of all time, you said. You said, listen, if there's a better movie out there, I haven't seen it. I said, have you seen. Dr. Zhivago, and he said, Dr. Zhivago, I didn't watch AEW, I only watched WCW. Dr. Zhivago, bullshit. The Iron Iron Shake Sheik died. Yeah, his his last tweet was, fuck Hulk Hogan. (laughs) I know. How fitting. Um, Do you think he said that as he was dying? Do you think that's what he tweeted as he was dying? (laughs) So anyway, so yeah, sorry, the Bear Season 2. So you've got all the characters from the original season, and it's like them dealing with expanding this restaurant, becoming a fine dining experience, becoming something more than what they were before. And it's sort of the dream that our main character shared with his brother, played by John Burfell, and 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 how that dream's developing and how that's becoming something more than just a dream. It's becoming a reality for them. So, um, so yeah, when I say individual characters go on their own little journeys in this one, so much like in the first season, like you see characters develop using the skills they learn from the head chef that's been been moved over to this to this small kitchen to run this place in the absence of his brother um and and you find that he um he is now seeing their talents and helping them develop him so one character gets sent to Copenhagen to go and work with um the kid, the, the himbo kid from Guardians of the Galaxy volume 3 what was his name what's that guy's name the himbo kid the himbo kid the gold kid oh him Adam Warlock yeah what's his name Adam Warlock, Warlock. What's, it's really convenient. You just uh, have to say the name. So he plays a character who works in like in in Copenhagen in like a in already in an established restaurant. And one character gets sent to him to learn how to how to be a better baker, a better cook, a better chef, a better dessert creator. And and he he does learn from this character. And this character says, "I met someone who was better than me, and that made me strive to be a better person." And then another character is sent to a fine dining restaurant where he's very much like. One of those exclusive clubs where they have a very long wait list and people people basically save up all year to go to this fine dining experience. Why? You can just go to McDonald's. Shut up, Ant. <laughs> so they send you one person... You can eat anywhere. Look, they send one person to this restaurant so that they can learn how to be better organised and they find they thrive in this place where, where people are... Like, he doesn't understand it at first. He's doing menial tasks like polishing forks. 
and he can't understand why they spend so long polishing forks, why they're avoiding streaks and things like that. And the character just explicitly, like, flat out says, I fucking love doing this stupid shit. And you don't understand it because you don't understand where you are. Like, people come here to celebrate, like, anniversaries after 20 years. People save up so long to come here that they just about save up enough. Well, you've got to not to have any streaks them. on the forks because have you ever met how pedantic Shh. asshole customers are? And I've not done yet. I've had my saying. mates refuse to eat food from things because there's been a watermark on a friggin' fork. I know who you're talking about when it yeah, comes to this. Fucking um, Jesus Christ. But anyway, so like, and he explains... Water. But no, but he, say, he says, in the situation, he says... Like placid. In the situation, he says, look, the reason that they say, the reason they come here is because they're expecting the best experience they could possibly ever have. And if you don't do this one simple thing, you are detracting from something. And they deserve this. They're paying for it. They deserve the best possible experience. And I will never, ever let you let them down. Because that's what you're doing by not pulling your, pulling your weight. And it's like, okay. From there, he sort of straightens out. And Olivia Coleman's in that episode. She plays, she's a chef. And she explains to him like, oh, I'm, you know, your brother asked, uh, your cousin asked me to, to let you come here because he says that you're a great people person, but you're not very good at organizing. And he says, no, that's not what I did. He asked you for a favor and he goes, no, it was never a favor. He just asked me to help you become more organized. You, you, you know, you are great with people and that's kind of the point of you being. And he's like, oh, okay. And he like sort of gets it from there and he understands what they're saying and sort of changes his attitude and becomes a better, a better, um, person within the restaurant sort of environment because of that. He sort of flourishes. Like he sees their organization system and how they find out about stuff. And they're like, so we've got someone who does research on all of our customers before they come here. They check their social media posts. They check all the other stuff. We get allergy information. And they've got like a system that looks incredibly complicated where they've got the tickets for each table. But then they've also got a chart and it tells them allergies, when someone's expected, what they can and can't have and all this other stuff. And oh, it's just their way Does anyone magic. change someone's allergy info so that they no, can no, no, they do, they assassinate do. someone? They have a live switch out. They were mm. like, they were like, we've got a main today. The main has shellfish. We have a customer with has shellfish allergies. Can we supplement it for anything? And they're like, yeah, we can supplement it with this. Perfect. We'll do that. Table sixteen at this time. Can we do that? Yep, fine. And like, they're actually so organised. It is like a, it's like a military operation, and it's really cool to see. And um, and then other customers are just sent off to like go learn how to be a sous chef and things like that. And it's just like it's it's these tiny fragments of like little bits and pieces, and then you see them all connect later on, and you see how they came to be like sort of threads in the story of this restaurant becoming something else and it's incredible it's really good this is where he goes oh you got a new job working with <laughs> a big name chef and then here's the big name chef and it's Ray Fines from the menu <laughs> well like there's no go work on his island I can't <laughs> wait it's none of that luckily oh but one of the things tension. one of the things that, that really comes into it is you see you see where sort of the chaos and the from and like sort of the lifeblood of this this whole thing about cooking comes from, and it's from a episode that is just a um, like a New Year's dinner. Oh no, sorry, it's like their Thanksgiving dinner, and the mum played by um, Jamie Lee Fox. Jamie, what? Jamie Lee Fox? No, that's not who I'm thinking of. If I had a stroke or something, Halloween. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Sorry, daughter of Richard Curtis. Yes, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis Jennifer plays Lee. plays the mother of the family. John yeah. Burnfield's also in that episode again. But he died. And, yeah, because it's set in the past. Oh. So it's the entire family getting together to do this, to have this this um, Thanksgiving dinner. John Mulaney plays a character in there. Sarah Paulson plays their sister. 
you know, um, you got Matty Nathanson, who's obviously like a big foodie person in the US. He plays like their cousin and he's there with his brother. And there's a great scene in which John Mulaney is like, is like, so what have you guys been up to? And it's like, oh, bro, you'll never believe the system we've got going. How would you like to invest $500 in our new business and get potentially $1,500 in the next three months? And John Mulaney is like, I mean, and it's like, bro, bro, it is guaranteed money. It's Mate, like, John Mulaney? Yeah. He cheated on his girl or his wife. Because he was a cokehead. And left her suicidal. Because he's a cokehead. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. a super drug addict. Yeah. Yeah. Like not even, not even like a human being drug addict, like a drug taking machine. Yeah. Fucking psychopath level of drug taking. Yes, that person, Ant. We don't like him, I think. I think a lot of people don't like him. I'm not praising him as a person or a human being. I'm praising an interaction of characters having in a TV show. <clears throat> You're yes. a tattoo of his face on... No, no. But as someone who has people that <clears throat> have drug addiction issues in my family, I don't hate people for their addiction and I know it fucks everyone up around them. He's also irritating. He is quite irritating and yeah, quick-coded, but also anti... Well, he hangs out with Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Uh, but... As someone who has people in his family who have issues with drugs, and I've seen the destruction it does to a family, I do not hold drug addicts to the same standard I hold people that do not suffer from an addiction. I apologise. I understand that hanging out with turfs is a separate issue, but I am not praising him as a human being. I am praising an interaction he has with Matty, Matty Nathanson, who is actually the funny part of this scene. But anyway. It'd be funny if you got hit by a car. It would be. Anyway, so basically John Mulaney is, is talking to them and they're trying to pitch him this business idea. And they finally, he goes, he goes, I will give you $500 just because I want to know what you're going to do with this. And they're like, okay, he's in. He's in. We've got the $500. They're like, have you heard of baseball cards? <laughs> and they explain this idea of buying a box of baseball cards for $500 and flipping the cards they get in the box. That's their genius idea. And like, and like, John Mulaney's like, yeah, I've agreed to give you the money. All I ask is that you give me an update every week. And they're like, yeah, smart. That's inventory. <laughs> That's a good idea. Like, they're so excited. And it's just, it's funny to see. But anyway, yeah, so, um, so the family dinner, as you can imagine, is a fucking mess. Jamie Lee Curtis is an alcoholic in this scene. She's struggling with alcohol addiction. She's also, um, she doesn't drink in real life. She also has issues with mental health. Which in in the in the episode she's playing a character with issues with mental health, and eventually she does appear to attempt to kill herself by um, by starting a car and just sealing all the doors and having a tube running in. Um, but the problem is that she ends up she ends Her up car's electric. No, no, she ends she ends up actually accidentally taking it out of park yeah. and it rams through a wall, almost killing a couple of the guests. Um, and that is just basically you sort of you get the idea that like. Yeah, they all work on this surface of chaos. Like, there's just this, like, although there's, like, a lot of love in the room, there's a lot of warmth. And, like, in, in like, all these people do care about. Oh, Bob Odenkirk's in it as well in this scene. Yeah. He's, like, in this episode. He plays their uncle, who is also trying to scam Jamie Lee Curtis. He's like, do you want to go in on this, like, apartment complex I'm going to buy? And I'm going to just be the landlord for this apartment complex. And you can have some of the money if you want to invest as well. And John Burnfield calls him out on it, and then he's throwing forks at him. There's like this again. It's all about life and thrumming, and like everything is is set to a beat. Everything is like moving forward at a pace. Everything is, and it's just the way that everyone acts is so incredible. <clears throat> What's that other show about the show? Um, That's on. That is the bear. Is it? Yeah. 
The Bear season one came out last year on Disney Plus. It was like a massive thing. The Bear season two is coming out next month on Disney Plus all over the world. Some gawkish looking twat in it. The guy from the guy from uh, from from what's it called? The thing I told uh, the thing I reviewed all of, Shameless. I have no idea. Yeah, it's that you're you're about to look at the same fucking thing I'm talking about. I have no idea, man. I'm, there's a documentary about Stanley. I'm sure that's um, it's apparently really bad. Yeah, um, I don't know why anyone would want to watch it. There you go, the bear. Oh my god, the flaming hot Cheetos movie is real. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh shit. There you go, the bed, just below. Oh, oh him. Yeah. yeah, that's the show. Yeah, it's that's really the good. About, the one about the men, yeah. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, um, but yeah, so, um, but yeah, it's just, it continues to be incredible, continues to be one of the best things on TV, uh, well, on streaming, I should say. Um, one of the things, like, that I would say is that, um, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> the Flaming Hot Cheetos movie is directed by Ava Longoria? Eva Longoria. Ava. Eva. Uh, she's one of the Avas. Shinji has to climb in her and pilot her to find the angels. It is. Apparently it's all fake as well. Like None of it's actually <coughs> true. Is the other thing. Oh my god, I need to... That's you a real that film. That's a real film. That's a real film. But yeah, The Bear Season 2. Um, one of the things I will say <laughs> is the... Um, the episode involving the family, the final episode, like, they really fucked me up emotionally. It's, like, difficult to watch that shit. Because it is, again, the underlying is that these are destructive people, like, just barely holding their shit together and seeing people... Firstly, again, John Burnfall, incredible performance from him. He plays someone who's struggling with drug addiction, struggling with... with Does he do that issues. thing when he... um? Sort of shakes his head a bit and talks downwards. No, no, he does not, that a lot. It's not like that sort of performance. Stuff. It's not like that sort of performance. Yeah. Where he does the wide eyes and he's like, yeah. he does it in Punisher. He does yeah. it in Baby Driver and Walking Dead. It's not that. It's not that kind of performance. It is a lot of like John Burnfall. He he is like I said. He is just he. There is a scene between him and the main character where they are in a very small cover. The main character just basically shows him. He's like he's like. Yeah, you know, I've been working in the restaurant. They've got a star, and like, it's it's really good. But I'm I'm I can't wait to come back and like work with you. That's why I'm back, right? Like, I, I Copenhagen was amazing because you find out he went did a similar thing, worked at a restaurant in Copenhagen, sort of fi- f- to fine tune his craft. And he's talking to John Benfield. He's like, he's like, when you're out there, I was living on a boat. I'm pretty sure I was feeding an imaginary cat. Um, but like, one of the things that like the guy showed me and the guy told me was like, have vision, have a dream, have an idea of what you want to do and then present it to the world in your food. And he goes, but my vision is this. And he has like pictures of what he wants the building to look like and how they're going to renovate this restaurant. And John Banfield's like, oh, that's amazing, man. Like, yeah, we're, we're going to do that. And he's like, he's actually like, just like, he is like, yeah, yeah, we, he wants to do that. You can see he wants to do that. And like, and then as soon as his brother steps away, he's just like, he's like, he just, fits of tears like he's biting his hand trying not to make any noise he starts slapping himself in the face and he's like he is just like he's like because he he even knows he's massively in debt or he knows that like he can't stick it out like his health is his mental health is just destroying him the drugs and everything else that he's doing are destroying him and he's just like it's it's seeing that that the two sides of his nature like this warm incredible person and then when the mental health takes over, it is, it's, it's this violent reaction bubbling below the surface, barely contained. And like, sometimes he strikes out other people, like he does with Bob Odenkirk. 
and sometimes he just he just wants to punish himself for giving someone else hope and like the best the just the most incredible thing is when the main character comes back and he just sees the cupboard empty his brother's not there anymore almost like a reflection of what he's expecting to be part of and it's like it's just it's literally just like a pantry you know like the door's just open on a pantry you can see tin goods just such a perfect little scene to have like that weirdly intimate but also like like hopeful conversation surrounded by food like that's both their passions they can see it there it's like what kind of food it's mostly tin stuff dude like a pantry um, you know what a pantry is right yeah but I... what kind of food do they make in the show what's food oh like really good food like you'd yeah. like it in the first season like the 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 sh- the chef that joins them this young woman who is like very passionate about food as well she's like she's kind of the reason they reinvigorate the the restaurant where they have these ideas and this drive and this passion but she comes up with like a a Coca-Cola barbecue gla- like glazed short rib. Oh, yeah, with like Coca-Cola rice. Blade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. And it looks like incredible. Like mm. the food in this, it is like a lot of the food stuff. It does look like they do fancy food as well as like just junk food. And one of the really, one of the really cool things. Tyler's thing, bullshit. Yeah, one of the, one of the really interesting things about the film itself, uh, not the film, sorry, the series itself, is that apparently it's like quite good at portraying what it's like to work in a kitchen. Like they drink out of like ad hoc containers they don't have like cups and stuff they have like stock pots they just put water in and drink out of stock pots rather than have like containers because that's easier It's and it's something that they have bulk of and like things like when they go home they don't try and cook elaborate meals like a lot of them just eat shit food <laughs> when they're at home because they're just like it's just like fuel to get to the next day so like you see a lot of like the main characters like these people eating like cereal for dinner and shit like that just trying to like fuel their bodies for the next day because you spend the whole day tasting and eating the food you're cooking to make sure it's right. And then when you get home, you're like, I can't be fucked to cook. <laughs> I just have like cereal and stuff like that. But yeah, just just a, an incredibly solid second season. I didn't really know how they could improve the first season, but this like, again, it's all of those natural dialogue moments and like the interesting. And like, again, as I say, although John Burnfall is, you know, a victim of his own mental health, a victim of like drug addiction, things like that. He's not treated as a lesser character. He's treated as like like still this impactful person, and like people don't talk about him with negative emotions, even though they have negative experiences. It's so well crafted in a way that means that they like they have things to say about what he did and the way he did things. But when they talk about him, like as the Punisher, yeah, uh, when they talk about him, like there's like a reverence to him. It's almost like a, it's not an art from the artist thing because he didn't commit crime so much as he was just a drug addict. Like he was a victim of the society and the, you know, victim of everything else around them. But at the same time, like they, he did kill himself. Like he did something, he took his life away from them and they, he was so important to all of them. It's so difficult for them to reconcile those two things. And like, I think the third season may be the last season for this. And I can imagine that that's going to be, if the restaurant is successful, it would be very much them trying to decide whether or not they want to keep going for this person who's no longer around or if they want to sell it or if they want to franchise it or if they even want to be there anymore, what that looks like. There's also going to be some sort of conflict with the younger chef woman who came in the first season. She arrived into the scene and just joined them. Um, she isn't an owner of any of it. She doesn't receive any sort of like dividends from being there as part of it, whereas all of the money... She gets paid as an employee... But she's putting a lot of hours in. She's putting a lot of work in to develop it. And she's not really a part owner. And I think that would be so easily rectified with just her talking to the main character. 
But the problem is that he's struggling with his own mental health. He's struggling with his own presence at the restaurant. He's also in a new relationship in this series. And it's a relationship that he's always wanted to be in. He's had a crush on this girl for a long period of time. And like he's finally in a place where he can breathe and sort of take this chance to meet her. But then as soon as the restaurant starts again, as soon as the renovations are done, he's not going to have that time anymore. And he's like sort of struggling with that idea as well. And it's just... It's just all incredible. And like the last episode is very much like it's very on the nose the way that they present the idea of him being trapped. He gets caught in a in a in a walk-in freezer for a lot, for like the first opening of the restaurant. So they basically have to like work through the evening with a man down. And he's just like his mental health is crashing. Did no one go in the freezer the whole evening? No, no, the door breaks. He's oh. like literally trapped in there. Like so basically the whole season they're talking about we need to get the freezer fixed. The walk-in's fucked. And he keeps trying to ring a guy called Tony. It turns out the guy's name is Teddy. But then someone also thinks it's Tim. And it's like the way that John Bernthal managed the restaurant wasn't so much as like he actually had these connections. He just had like scattershot notes everywhere that people had to interpret when he was gone. So he has like a phone book of all these people. And like he's like, I think that's a Tony. Oh, I've got to ring about getting the fridge fixed. And there's like everyone keeps getting distracted. It's really interesting. Like, is it, again, it's incredible. The, the, like, everyone here is incredible. It is. What he needs to do is gets in there and then he sends his spirit out to oh, yeah. possess Astral someone projects. else. Ast- yeah. yeah, like in yeah, frightness. Yeah, um, one of one of my one of the best things is in the last episode. There's a particular like member of the stuff. They're like, "Where is Zach? Zach's gone missing." And like, and at the end of the episode, the the guy who went to Copenhagen. The dessert. The guy who creates the desserts. He goes outside and he goes. Uh, I got. I, I don't know. I've got good news or bad news. I don't know what the news is. I just went out there and caught Zach smoking crack in the alley. Um, can I fire him? And she's like, Oh yeah, you can fire him. And it's like, Yeah. One of the weird things he said was it. It makes him a better, a better chef. And she goes, You know what? He did cut the shit out of those carrots. It's like, I'm gonna fire him. She's like, Yeah, you fire. As I was watching, I was like, It's like I was wondering. Like, I was just thinking to myself, I wonder how good he'd have to cut those carrots for them to forget the crack thing. <laughs> but yeah, the bear, it's uh, Tom Atkins. Um, but for this episode, my highest review is going to be Treat Williams, obviously, in, in honour of Treat Williams from Deep Rising, Dead Heat. Two fantastic movies. It's going to be embarrassing if um, Tom Atkins dies. If Tom Atkins dies, then it's just Tom Atkins again next week. Yeah. It's only it's only this episode, okay. but I'm going to say my highest accolade is a Treat Williams. Yeah. Um, it, just incredible episode. Incredible season of TV. Um, all bangers. There is not an episode that I, I wouldn't watch again. And I'm probably going to like the first season. I'm probably going to watch it again in a couple of weeks time just to, just to, just to enjoy it. Just to take it in again. It's like, it's like moving art. It's fantastic. Your review, a, t- a TV show, video film is like moving art. Comic books, they're like static art. Anyway, um, I haven't got anything to review, so I guess that's the end of. Shut the fuck uh, up and review the, the Flash. The Flash. I didn't watch the new series of The Flash, though. Shut the fuck up and review the, uh, the Flash. New Batman movie came out. <laughs> the Flash. A new, a new Ghostbusters movie came out, and guess what? They did it again! <laughs> the Flash. I mean, it's fine. I've seen way worse. I've seen way, way worse. You can't even pretend you haven't seen way worse. Even in just DC movie. Oh, yeah, no, like, it's... I had a customer ask me if they're going to make a new Catwoman film. They're going to make a sequel to Catwoman and Green Lantern. Anyway, um, The Flash. The story-wise and stuff, 
it's Flashpoint, but done as like um, I mean, as haphazard as you could make a Flashpoint movie as your first movie about the Flash in a DC comic book universe that isn't really properly ever been established um, correctly, which is it's just a scattershot mess of random stuff. Because Flashpoint, the comic, relies on you having a history of knowledge, doesn't it? So they couldn't really do the Thomas Wayne thing in this. They wanted to bring back... Because the Flash travels back in time to stop his mum from being murdered. He puts the tomato juice, tomatoes in a tray, in a shopping cart. So she doesn't have to send the husband out. I have a question for Who's you. now played by Billy Crudup. No, he's not. Ron and Livingston. Ron Livingston, instead of Billy Crudup. Yeah. Yeah. Because Billy Crudup got married to Naomi Watts. I think so it would have been funny if he was played by Billy Crudup at the start and then after the time travel yeah. it was Ron Livingston. So I have a question for you quick, <clears throat> just with regards to the time travel. Um, I know traditionally in Flashpoint it's the reverse Flash that kills his mum. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but they didn't have a reverse Flash no, established. So in this, it's quite conceivable that Ron Livingston did murder his wife. No, you don't know who did it. I know, but... You it's never most find out. Like, it's kind of weird that it's most doesn't... likely Rob Livingston, though. Going by how quickly she was stabbed, and there was no one else. There was no like signs of anyone leaving. There was no yeah, but blood. You see him blood. coming home before when, after she's already been attacked. No, no. You hear her scream, and he's there. No, he was outside getting out his car. When you see the flashback mm. sequence, she's screaming. He's just getting out his car. Mm, I still reckon it could have been him. No, chances are it was him. <laughs> it wasn't him. Why didn't the Flash ever try and hunt down the man who killed his mum? Because he has no idea who it was. Yeah, but he could have like travelled back a little bit further and then just like been and like... And what kind of damage could he have done to the timeline? Well, if he killed the that? guy who killed his mum? Yeah. What, that you guy reckon that guy have, went on to kill cancer? That guy could have given birth to fucking... Wonder Woman. Yeah. Really. Blue Beetle. Who's, because, who's left in the because DC Because what's important universe? when time travel happens in DC stuff is that the only people who get affected by it are like the heroes. Yeah. Um, do you remember when... In, when they did the Flashpoint thing in the TV series, and it lasted it one episode, yeah. and the big change was Diggle's daughter became a son, or his son became a daughter, or whatever. Hey guys, guess what? That was better than <coughs> this. It was a hundred times better than this. As a film, this is fine. No, it's not. It is. It's perfectly serviceable action superhero what thing. What a ghoulish two hours of nothing. But it's you're just you're, you just don't like Ezra Miller. No, no, right. So that's part of it. Ezra Miller <laughs> and is a monster. There's two Ezra Millers. Yeah, and it's hard to. I don't know how people so easily have disconnected Ezra Miller the person from Ezra Miller playing the Flash. But I t- I spoke to you about this, and something that really fucking bothered me, and I cannot get over. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. It's just fine. It does matter though, doesn't it? Is it like, is it better than the than the first Suicide Squad film? No, really? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because infinitely less Ezra Aquaman? Miller. No, infinitely less Ezra, Ezra Miller, Miller is in the Suicide. Squad. I know, but he's only in it for a second. Yeah, and then he's gone. Better than Justice League. Yeah, of Batman v Superman. Still less Ezra Miller because <laughs> there's double Ezra Miller in this movie. Better than Shazam Two: Fury of the Gods. Yeah, better, better because better, better infinite... than Catwoman. Yep, better because there's less Ezra Miller. Better than Ezra Miller. We need to talk about Kevin. Mm. Yes, because there's less Ezra Miller in that. Ezra Miller's great in that film. He is. Re- no, they are really good. Sorry. Fuck's sake. I've got to remember. Tilda Swinton's pretty great in that yeah, film. She, I like yeah, Tilda Swinton. Incredible. So, no, my problem with Ezra Miller in this is that they added a lot of jokes that are like, they're like being like, tee hee, he's, he's the Flash. 
Like he's getting he's up a to wacky high guy. He's got he streaks at one point. Not when, in purpose. He was wasn't listening. When when Ezra Miller, the <clears> actor, <throat> they have been accused of assault. Yeah, this was filmed before that. Sexual assault. He's a method actor. They're a grooming. <laughs> Kidnapping. There's no grooming in the film. So. In the movie, Barry Vern at one point goes, hey, you can phase through solid objects. And what does Ezra Miller's character do? Phases through the floor. What do we hear? He didn't listen a to A woman the screaming. Yeah. <laughs> Was that captured live from Hawaii as he broke in to several people's houses? But Was you've that got to show he's impulsive and he doesn't listen. It's, it's fucking Barry stupid. doesn't listen. How did they leave that in? I would have, if I was making this movie, I would have paid Grant Gustin all of the money to just be the Flash. You don't need to pay Grant, Gust- pay Grant Gustin that much. I would have given He's him a TV. I, I would have given him all the money. I don't give a fuck. Grant Gustin, so charming. He can run. Is the other thing? How was Actually, Barry not learned how to part run? In the Flash was when he lost his powers and he tried to run fast. Yeah, I fucking cracked off at that. Yeah, because he clearly doesn't know how to run. He's doing the. He's doing the. Because have you ever watched Grant Gustin doing the running on the treadmill when they have to do the yeah, yeah, yeah. exaggerated running yeah, 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 thing? Yeah. And it looks silly. He's doing. He's doing that run. I mean, it looks worse in the Flash. It looked worse in Justice League. That weird sort of. Yeah, he does like speed does. skating. It's not running. Like, he doesn't move his legs. Grant Gustin moves his legs. He lifts his legs up. Whereas, like, Ezra Miller just speed skates. It's like he's sliding. Yeah, he takes his little tap on the floor and he jumps Barry like Burns 50. slides his feet. It's like he's... Look, right, I hated this. I've hated, like... So, again, saw this with Liv. Liv liked it. Liv was like, Liv's I understood. No, 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 no. Got... Liv was like, I understood, but I don't know anything about, about Ezra Miller's crimes. Like, she didn't know anything about Their them list as a person. Multiple crimes. Felonies at best. Felonies are worse than just misdemeanors, Anne. They're the level up. I always liked in um, the cartoon Cots where one of the villains was called Misdemeanor. <laughs> that was a good name. But, like, Liv enjoyed this. She understood what was happening. As a film, it's perfectly fine. She did say the CGI was fucking horrendous. It is at parts, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. mostly bad. Yeah. But like, can you gotta, name a point? You've got to keep like... in mind that at some point during production, they were like, "Fuck, we, spending any more money on this? this? <laughs> can we replace Barry Burton's face? Barry Burton? Barry Burton? But you said Barry Burton? It's Barry Burton from Resident Evil. What about Evil? the bit where um they say, Let, "Come on, Barbie, let's go party." And then it doesn't play Barbie. <laughs> yeah, that was good, wasn't it? I think the build-up for that, I've got a theory about why he suddenly calls Barry B. Barbie. Yeah. Is that there was probably a scene cut out where they went, right, I'm going to be Barry A, you can be Barry B. Like, you be Bar A, I'll be, I'll be Bar A, you be Bar B. Ah, uh, right. And I've got a feeling that line was cut from the film. Yeah. But then they left it at the end where he goes, come on, Barbie, let's go party. Yeah. Which would have been a fun needle drop. So hey, so to beat up a bunch of Kryptonians to Barbie Girl. You uh, you continue reviewing the Flash. I'll, I'll talk more. In As a, a film, the the thing's fine. No, no plot it's wise, it's bad. Like the stuff with like when he goes back and at the end to correct his mistake and he says goodbye to his mum. That stuff got. That to was me. good. That was good. That was really good stuff. That was good. Yeah, that was a good scene. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was good stuff. That because I was yeah. like, that's that's hitting me in the feels. Yeah, that was a good scene. That was that, um, was, the, that was probably the best scene in the whole. Still movie. fucking went and moved the jars of tomatoes to the top shelf so his dad would look up at the end. Yeah, so here's a question I have about that as well. Sorry about this. 
Here's a question I have about that as well. So they're saying the footage wasn't good enough hmm. to pick up when the dad was picking up. Yeah, but they got the repaired footage. From but they got the repaired footage from Bruce Wayne. Yeah. But does that mean the dad was still in prison for like 20 years? Yeah, because they never had that footage before. They only had the repaired footage now. But here's the thing, right? I think it was insinuated that the footage was bad because Barry had been messing with the timeline. No, no, no. It's not insinuated that that's the case. So why was the footage bad? Because the cameras are shit. Yeah, but the footage was clear <laughs> until that point. It wasn't. It was just corruption. This is what happens on video. Corruption can happen. No, corruption doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't on matter. Tapes. It's a plot. It does on digital video. On tapes. It's a digital video. Tape. No, it's a tape from nineteen ninety three. And those tapes get recorded over, over and over again. When there's a murder investigation that same day. Yeah, those tapes don't get used once. They get used for like years. In those in the shop. Look, all I'm saying is is dog those shit. tapes are fucked. And also. Ah, oh, continue. It's fine. They go and meet Batman. He makes some spaghetti, which is actually, you know what, not a bad explanation of time travel. Yep, the fictional thing, time travel. I get annoyed when people get really upset about how time travel works in something when time travel's a fictional concept and I like there's it when, no rules. I like it when people say, people say, hey, I'll go back in time and then I'll go forward in time and everything will be fine. And then people are like, why don't I just go forward in time to the same point? And it's because that hasn't been created yet because their impact in the past is creating a new timeline. Like, the spaghetti incident. Yeah. The Guns N' Roses album. What? Anyway, um, it was nice seeing Michael Keaton. I was worried they were going to like cartoon up his Batman a bit too much, but he had the same cadence to his voice and stuff that he had in the old films. Yeah, because that's the thing with the way Batman Keaton's Batman talks. He 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 says short, disjointed sentences. He rarely says more than like four words at a time. So if he has to say more than four words, he breaks it up and all this. And they kept that. They kept his inability to explain something clearly. Um, hey, yeah, communication, eh? If he, if only, if only they could stop and talk about what's happening in the infinite amount of time they have between him going back. It doesn't matter because it's already fucked. No, but like, here's the thing that I. Oh my god, it's not really. They can't fucked. talk though because one of the Barrys is already fucked. No, so Barbie's already gone. Look, look, and even if he had figured out, okay, and, maybe I should take some time. And, and the and, other and, Barbie still exists. And Bar C. They go back in time. They go to a place, a speed dome, where they have infinite amounts of time to speak. Yeah. At no point does Barry Allen, Barry A, stop and go, hey, we can actually beat these things if we work together. And, And Barbie goes, okay, yeah, you, okay, let's work out a plan. But Barbie wasn't going to listen. You don't know that. Because he's impulsive, and that's the point. You don't know that because they didn't talk. Because he's too young, and he's been brought into this too soon. He wasn't ready for this. They find out that they can hurt the Kryptonians using the Kryptonian metal. Yeah? I mean, they they just hit him a lot anyway. No, but they find that out, I thought they were going to pull their masks off, because that was a whole thing in Man of Steel, wasn't it? They find out that they can use the, the Kryptonian stuff to kill them. Right? Yeah. And the Kryptonians are depowered because they haven't experienced Earth's atmosphere yet. Which is a plot point of Man of Steel. Yeah. So they are weaker in their in their current moment. So Barry 
A and Barry B could just run around, stabbing them in the neck with that bit of metal they've got. Jobs are good. They just need to work together because they're faster than any of the Kryptonians. Every time they did anything, it went wrong again. No, because they just, it was just Barry B going in. Barry A, after the first, the second attempt, didn't go back. He just stood there going, listen to me. He didn't even say, listen to me. He just went, oh, come up. Oh, no, he's gone. But he didn't even try. What's like, he supposed to didn't do? Didn't try. He, stop him and say, this clearly kills them. So what I need you to do... But the more important thing is weird, oh, weird flash with all the battle bits on him. Oh, it's not important. That's a dog shit plot device in a dog shit move. Oh, just, I'm sorry, I'm getting angry. You're trying to get angry about time travel. It doesn't, no, time travel doesn't I'm getting exist. angry because it's stupid. Maybe they don't have all the no, time. No, look, it's a... Was it playing Nat King Cole at that moment? The movie's really bad. I really don't like it. I... Tom Cruise said it was the best movie he's seen. <laughs> how much do you think he got paid to say that? I don't know. How much is the budget? James for Gunn Impossible? said this was good. Yeah, well, he's he's in charge of stuff now. He has to say it's good. So <laughs> look, he's look, he's going to say Aquaman when your whole film, well. when your whole film, the ending, the failure and defeat and destruction of the entire world happens because you can't just say, "Hey, guess what? This actually could work if we just speak for a second. Instead, you have him keep getting covered in shrapnel and going back and being, oh, I can do it, I can do it. It's like, no, you can't because you're not working together. It's one of you trying to do something and you're the one who doesn't have the vast amount of abilities you need to accomplish this. But a person who does have those vast amount of abilities keeps just standing there and waiting for you to come back clearly more disheveled and broken by what you're experiencing. Who's enjoying it? They aren't stopping to help you. Instead, they're just standing there going, ah, ooh, ah. and it's just like, the, uh, they the didn't whole... have a CGI budget for him to do much more. Such a shit movie, Ant. This is a shit movie. And that's not even getting to the point. Such a DC hater. Why'd... It's not even getting that's to the good. point. Why'd you hate Snyderverse? So, I told you when we were talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife, I said, I enjoyed that film right up until the ending because it left a horrible taste in my mouth because of that fucking scene in which they couldn't leave Harold Ramis dead, could they? They had a tasteful way of dealing with Harold Ramis not being there, and instead they decided to reanimate him using CGI. Yeah, yeah. And what do they do? They reanimate George Reeves, a man who killed himself. Yeah. And they did, did that. He? Yeah. Yeah, and he, they, he fell down a lift shaft, didn't he? He killed himself, Anne. It was suicide. And I'm thinking of the bowling lady's of, yeah. dad from Mystery Men who fell down a lift shaft onto her some bullets. bullets. <laughs> He killed himself and yeah. he doesn't have a family. So there's no one who needs to sign off. Oh, they should have put Ben Affleck used. Superman in there when Ben Affleck played George Reeves. In Hollywood Land. Yes, yes they should have. They yes, they but then they, then they bring back Christopher Reeves. Mm-hmm. Reeves. In, Reeves, sorry. In terrible CGI. Yeah. Almost as bad as George Reeves. Then they have Supergirl, who is still alive. Yeah. In terrible CGI. And then they have probably the weirdest of all, Nicolas Cage from Superman Returns in terrible CGI. Yeah. And like. You're going to get Nicolas Cage in for real life. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you could. Yeah. You know you could. Like. Adam West gets computer generated as well. Yeah. That was another thing. Adam West is brought back. Another person who died. Like, stop it. Like, they didn't need to do this. What was the point of that? To show you other multiverses. They did that, just, they, they, that thing, do you remember they did that in the Infinite Crisis as well? Yeah. Where they, had where they like kept cutting to yeah. characters just standing that there. That was better. 
I hate that though. I hate. But that, that was better. Yeah, yeah, it's still bad. They're both bad. I hate that when it's like you're sh- you're showing all these characters looking at a multi a universe ending event and they just stand there. Yeah. I like. I don't. That that stuff annoys me. <laughs> no end. It's it's just dog shit. It was, and it was gross and horrendous and like. The Ezra Miller thing, maybe I could get past it if they didn't have all the jokes that so clearly, blindly didn't consider the ramifications of having a criminal do those acts in a film in a way that's meant to be comedic. Maybe that's what it was. But when you reanimate... Why did two DC films start off with someone waiting for a sandwich to be made? When you when you reanimate people... Birds of Prey was good. In ghoulish CGI. Yeah, Birds of Prey is probably one of the best DC films ever made. When you reanimate ghoulish shit like this like it just and it's soulless and the whole film is fucking pointless like it's so pointless and so shit and so so because George Clooney's Batman now (laughs) like here's the thing right here's the thing if the impetus like the finale of your thing no the thing's a Marvel character if the end of your film can be resolved by two people saying hey we've got into this twice now without a plan and everyone dies so in our little speed bubble let's have a chat about how we're going to do this that's all you need to fucking do and then if they do that if they go at it with a plan and then they fail and Barry's like watching his friend self-destruct like he just sees him like go no we can keep doing this come with me come with me he's like I'm not coming because we can't save them that makes sense but for him to just be like duh Oh, oh, and he's like, Barry, we could do it, we could do it, I'm gonna keep doing it. And he's like, Duh, oh, and he's like, Oh, we could do it, we could do it, would you come with me? And, oh, oh, he just stands there, Why making stupid fucking of- faces and making no effort. It's the dumbest shit, and it's the worst shit. Oh, don't even get me started about this. Fuck, he puts a baby in a microwave. This is someone who groomed a teenager. What are you supposed to do when there's flames shooting towards a baby? Move the baby! <laughs> you can't do it all at once. You don't need to you put a baby to move in a microwave. You have to be able to do, not put, do not ever put a baby in a microwave. It's not switched off. It's not plugged in. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You don't put a baby in a microwave. I mean, it's the right size. And it's it's stop fire. It's a baby coffin. This is a man... Not mad, sorry. I like they, the baby sequence at the start. It looks fun. terrifying. They all look I terrified. thought it was really funny when he stopped and he's looking at everything. And then he just go points and you think, oh, okay, he's got his plan. And he just runs straight to the vending machine. Oh, and then you have to watch him <laughs> deep for a fucking taco. Yeah. It's just a dog shit movie. He should have got his sandwich. Ezra Miller is a monster. They have committed multiple crimes, that including grooming and shit like that. And they shouldn't, they should not be in a film where they are inserting babies in microwaves, sexually assaulting women by phasing through the floor, presenting themselves entirely nude in front of a bunch of people, as they cause a massive power outage in Gotham City, which, by the way, has definitely killed more babies than he saved at the beginning of the film. Because there's going to be a bunch of babies no, in the hospital. he ran and got them all. And he pl- oh, did he? He, he pl- ran and got them all for his collection of baby skulls? Because... <laughs> Fucking monster! He put one in some microwaves. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> he put all the babies in the microwaves. In the microwaves. He's going to um, play the Flash. Andrew now. Miller is really fucking horrendous as a human being. Like they've Remember, done a, we've got a new DC universe now. Like here's the thing though. This film doesn't set that up. Here's the thing though. Ezra Miller is clearly going through a lot of struggles. 
I hope they get the help they need, but they also need to answer for their crimes. Like, there is no way that anyone can get away with the shit that they have done. Just, and I don't, I really, I get it separating someone from what they've done. Again, I spoke about a single scene in a program that John Mulaney was in, and we acknowledged the problematic behaviours of John Mulaney, but you were able to watch a two-hour film with (laughs) twice the amount of Ezra Miller in it, and Ezra Miller didn't just hang out with turfs, right? Oh, I was just sort of staring at the screen until Michael Keaton turned up, and then... Michael Keaton's fantastic in this. I like like it. Michael Keaton's really fun in Supergirl, spectacular. I think they have cast an incredible Supergirl. I hope she's in a film, because she was really fucking good. She was going to be in the Batgirl film, wasn't she? Was she? Yeah. Oh, the I've one with Oscar some. winner Brenda, Fra- Brenda yeah, Fraser. I, see, I saw some of the Yeah, Bat- you saw some of that, didn't you? Yeah, I saw, I've seen some of the Batgirl films. We're never going to see that fucking movie. Which Michael Keaton was going to be in as well. Yeah, he was going to be the linchpin of this whole universe. Yeah. But then uh, then uh, Ezra Miller did all those crimes. But it doesn't matter, because it's all booing anyway. It's all dog shit. I think it? it's stupid that they've tried to position this as being the reboot for the DC universe, because it's not. Look, <laughs> you can't. Even the Flash can't outrun the number They're of They're saying Blue Beetle's going to be part Blue of Beetle's the stuff. first, the first DC superhero thing. Yeah, but I'm waiting for that to have a cameo from like Black Adam or something. Just <laughs> 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 to be fair, um, Black Adam did change the balance of power. Yeah, of DC. It did. yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, that was a massive flop. Yeah, so the Flash has made more money than um, Shazam Two: Fury of the Gods, though. Yeah, but so did buying a Snickers bar in a shop. Technically, <laughs> Mars made more money off of that than they made off Shazam Two. Have you had those um, Snickers bars with the extra peanuts in them? They're pretty great. No, because I've been a vegan oh, for six man. years, mate. You can eat Snickers bars. <laughs> yeah, they've definitely not got dairy in them. <laughs> Take a bite. It's like, oh, we've got a bit of. <laughs> if there's enough peanut in there, it ban- it neutralizes the milk. Is that what lactose intolerant people have to understand? Yeah. Just, they can only have Snickers if they don't have a nut Why, why do you hate lactose so much? <laughs> it's, Racism. It's why not, can't you just be tolerant of lactose? Not, it's not the lactose I hate, it's the diarrhea it gives me. Um, oh, Ezra Miller's a monster. I mean, it doesn't seem to make a difference based on the way the toilet but, like, looks sometimes. Yeah, so, sometimes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sometimes I, uh, I... I have a lot of, like... A lot of food that's, like, mostly, like, tomato-based. Like, a lot of liquid in my food. Uh, it's like fake cheese. Fake cheese is alright. Fake cheese is fucking bullshit. It's alright. Um, anyway, yeah, Ezra Miller's a fucking monster. Anyway, if this Flash movie... Um, it's bombing. It's bombing horribly. I, I I thought there's loads of stuff in principle was really good. Yeah, well, in principle, if you have none. At the baby bit at the start, as shit as it looked, that's a good opening sequence for the Flash. That should have been the title sequence, though. The credits should have been rolling. Oh during my that. god! Spider Verse returns to number one as the Flash collapses. Um, Transformers: Rise of the Beast took more money than the Flash. <laughs> yeah, it definitely did. Optimus Prime is better. Should we just have a quick look at the crimes of the Flash? Well, Grant Gustin, he hasn't committed any crimes as far I, as I'm Why aware. did they not just get Grant Gustin in this? Like, mm. I don't, I, I really... The fact that the series just finished. Yeah. Do you remember they announced the Flash film and the casting of Ezra Miller just when the Flash started, the TV series? Just as it started. And it was like they were doing it to distract. I honestly think, you know the TV shows are kind of sort of fell off a bit. Um... I think that was all Warner Brothers movie. And Miller was arrested side. after throwing a chair that hit a woman in the head at a Hawaii bar. And then in summer came accusations from parents that Miller was grooming their preteen child. In August, Miller was charged with burglary after breaking into a home in Vermont. Um, that's, oh, that's not in Hawaii. 
The heat did it in Hawaii as well. Oh, they did it in Hawaii as well. Fuck's sake. I'm getting bad at this. Oh, God. It's just... Here we go. Controversies and arrests a timeline. Well, <laughs> um, I, I think... No, what you want is... You, the, the real thing is when you know in your Wikipedia... Yeah, and you look at controversies and rest, and there's a link to a separate page. Sure, I'll have a look and see if there <laughs> that's is. the that's the real. That's when you know things are bad. <laughs> yeah, that's that's when things. Are it's bad. like when you look at um, what's the band that did silver the song Silver Machine? You know, oh God, a silver machine, the one that Lemmy used oh, to be in. Controversies and and you look at their thing, and it's got former band members, and it links to a separate page to go through all like seventy odd band members. Okay, so initially, initially it was just drug stuff. So marijuana in 2011, yeah. strangling incident on April 6th, 2020. Oh, yeah. Video surfaced, and I remember that where he, where they strangled a woman to the ground. Hmm. No, sounds like fun. This, yeah, boys will be boys. Uh, spontaneous reaction spurred by a group of people. Uh, Hawaii incident is a separate section. Miller had arrived on the island of Hawaii from March 7th through March 28th. Miller was subject of 10 calls to the police because of various minor incidents, such as filming people at gas stations, loitering on a restaurant sidewalk and arguing with people. Eventually, Miller was invited to live with a couple at a hostel in Hell- We're going to find out he's filming a sequel to One Still Here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after, after Miller allegedly became acquainted with them at a farmer's market, Miller was arrested in Hilo following what police said was a, was a physical altercation with patrons after hurling obscenities at customers at a karaoke bar, was charged with disorderly content. Wait, what songs were they yeah. singing at the karaoke bar, though? Sweet Caroline. There might, there might have been swear words in it. Um, that's true. That's true. You know, you got to think about these things. you got to have the context. Miller claimed to have filmed the incident, so the footage could later be used as NFT crypto art. Oh, God. Okay, yeah, lock him up. <laughs> During lock their arrest, Miller said that lock they were up. being unlawfully prosecuted, and after members of the police misgendered them, accused the officers of intentionally committing a hate crime. Uh, three days later, the couple Miller was staying with at a hostel were granted temporary restraining orders against Miller after allegedly threatened the couple. After they originally allegedly threatened the couple and stole the wife's passport and husband's wallet. Ezra Miller doesn't need someone else's passport or wallet. They have a lot of money, according to the couple. The no, you see, they them is multiple, so. They need multiple wallets and multiple The passports. allegation involved Miller barging into the couple's bedroom and threatening, I will bury you and your slut wife. <laughs> Soon after, Miller fled Hailu with a friend to stay in Volcano Hawaii. The couple later dro- dropped the restraining order on April 11th. April 19th, Miller was again taken into custody for second degree assault. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Oh, Miller was arrested 20 minutes after the stop during a traffic stop in KU. Just hours after the second arrest, Miller pleaded no contact to the karaoke incident. Uh, in June 2020, the Standing Rock Sioux Tribal Court issued a temporary restraining order, uh, order of protection against Miller on behalf of 18-year-old activist Takato Ionize. Her parents Wait, chased what? Ionize and Sarah Jumping Eagle. What name was that? Takata Ionize. Her parents Chase Ionize and Sarah Jumping Eagle. It's a Sui tribe. Oh, right. I thought you were talking about some no, new superheroes I've no. not heard of. Requested the court because going to knock those they names said down. of Miller, use of down. violence, intimidation, threat of violence, fear, paranoia, delusions and drugs to hold sway over their child. The relationship between Miller and, e- and Ionize, which began in 2016 when Miller was age 23 and Ionize was age 12, also included Ionize flying to London in 2017 to visit Miller on the set of Eyes of Grin- the Grimes of Grindelwald. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, he was in Crimes uh, yeah. of uh, Grindelwald. And I'm looking at a dog drinking a um, 
Baby Chino from uh, Doggy Chino. Dog's going crazy. Oh, I stuck on his nose. Harassment allegations. Uh, on June 16th, 2022, a mother... Oh, my God. Vermont farm incidents. Burglary charges. There's so much shit that they've been up to. Like, there is no way to separate out this person from what they have produced. That's the problem. And I know that, like, if you knew nothing about the crimes of Ezra Miller, which ironically could be the fourth film in the series of... <laughs> the series of Fantastic Beasts. Fantastic Beasts, the crimes of Ezra Miller. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, like, it's, it is, it's just too much. I can't. Like, that's the problem. And the fact that Warner Brothers and DC have tried to gloss over all this stuff and still produce this movie, instead of just doing any form of damage control... Have all the things not tax write-off, though? Like, <laughs> like, just remove the jokes in which there is sexual assault, sexual violence, potential burglary, invasion of someone else's property. Just remove that shit. Just have it be a film. And don't have the jokes about him just randomly appearing in people's houses. Like, bad move to have Barry, the Flash, played by Ezra Miller, a known criminal. What about how much Iris West figured it? I hate this movie, Ant. I did not like it. I I saw some people complaining that Batman didn't eject from the Batwing and they're not paying attention because that is actually covered in the film. You see a shot of the Batwing's panel and the eject mechanism isn't working. It says eject mechanism failure. Yeah, when he drives into the plane. Yeah. No one he just eject. I saw people complaining online because they've got the reading lit- film literacy of an ape. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just just bad movie. Bad movie. Not enjoyed it at all. Um, so you go in just planning to hate films. Yeah, that's what I did. I went into this planning to hate it. I went into this film planning to hate it. I went into this film expecting it to have the jokes it had that expressly link up to crimes committed by the star of the movie and uh, and and oh. that's on me. That's on me. And I expected it's it... It's life imitating art. Man. I expected yeah. it to have a bad ending and I expected it to be really pointless and have like like zero conflict resolution and intelligent I'm Looking way. forward to Aquaman 2. I expected it to be the worst thing I've seen in a very long time. I expected that, Ant. And that's why I spent two hours of my life watching it. Because I wanted it to be bad. Now, of course I fucking didn't. I wanted to go to the movies and enjoy a film. But I can't enjoy a film because someone who is a massive fucking, like, twat, a criminal, is in the lead role of this movie, somehow avoiding being charged with any of the crimes they have clearly committed... And I'm the crazy oh, still one. Got time. Sometimes it takes a long time to. I'm the crazy to, uh, one for having issues with this, am I? And that, and they fucking revive people from the dead using CGI in the worst possible way ever, and stuck babies in microwaves, <laughs> and fucking just. Who's amongst us? Who's amongst us? Um, so you're looking forward to see um, Jean Dubarry. What is that Ezra Miller's next film? No, it's Johnny Depp's Nathan film. No, I will not. Same issue with Johnny Depp, guys. If you like Johnny Depp, fine, whatever. He's a cunt. He's just an abusive cunt. I don't care if if Amber Heard's also an abusive cunt. They can be abusive to each other all they fucking want. I think they're both cunts. Like, that's the best way to look at this. Don't fund people being cunts. Also, he's gross. He's always been fucking gross. He looks like he smells like fucking 
old cum rags from mid-century fucking French French kings. How you doing, Ab? So what do you think of uh, The Flash, eh? Tell us how you really feel about The Flash. Well, he speaks in French all that film. Oh, does he? Yeah, it's directed by the star. Directed someone by called, Johnny Depp. Someone called Mai Wen. Mai Wen? The Ch- Chinese woman? No, she's French. Oh. Mai Wen Besco. Anyway, uh, this has been Crit Apocalypse. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just sorry. I fucking... I hate it, The Flash. She was Blonde Babe in Leon the Professional. Alright, let's actually... Look, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say positivity. Um... George Clooney's good. Ben Affleck looks like he actually is enjoying himself as Batman for a little good bit. Good for him. Uh, Michael Keaton's good. Supergirl's good. Um, yeah. Shame about everything else. Huh? Huh? Shame about everything else. I liked the scene in which um, Michael Keaton was like, as Batman, he was about to go down to the thing and he goes, this is going to hurt. And I was like, is it going to hurt them? Or is he talking about himself? Because it's it, both are true. Mm. Um, I also liked, um, he had a little tape measure. He's like, how much do you weigh? And they get the weights. And he's like, he's like okay. All right, ready? Let's go. I like that he was about to try and open a Russian, a, a massive Russian computer with a little flip phone and a keypad. Next, it's 1994. Yeah. That's what they had back then. I like, I just liked Batman being Batman for a bit. I liked him trying to spook the scientist. Yeah. And the scientist is like, yeah, I don't care. I'm Russian. Who cares? Um, I liked the uh, don't move things too fast. Because as we know in previous movies, that's because Ooh. like people's clothes will just catch fire from the friction. Well, the that's the thing. In this one, they make a point of saying you can't move people that yeah. much. You can only sort of nudge them slightly and things yeah. like that. That's been a, that's a Snyderverse thing. But in the Snyderverse Justice League... This he the moves the bit. car. Yeah, but he moves all those people out the way yeah, and yeah, yeah, takes yeah. them out the silo. Does yeah. that happen in the Justice in the Zack Snyder no, version? No, that's not in the Zack Snyder version. It's in the, the Josh Sweden version, yeah, though, right, which yeah. is canon. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the better one because it's half the length and doesn't waste my fucking time. <laughs> it's bright. It's bright and colourful. Yeah. Yeah. And it has... um. It doesn't waste my fucking time. Yeah, it's not... It's Two not. hours in, I'm still not getting introduced to characters. Fucking, um, but yeah, like I, I liked that that was that they changed that so it just makes you vomit a lot. Blah. Yeah, all right, okay, whatever. That's um, how the baby bit should have ended. Gets all the babies out on the stretcher at the end. They just like projectile vomit into the. It's just a baby floating in a microwave full of vomit. Yeah. Drowned. This one's drowned. This <laughs> drowned. I saved the babies, but not this one. This one's drowned. Again, anyway, again, I don't flash out. I don't hate people for liking this movie. I think that like. Your patience for it will vary based on how familiar you are with the crimes of Ezra Miller, the four fantastic beasts movie. And also just like in general, like how exhausted you are with these movies. And also I'm a critical asshole when it comes to shit like this. Like I do fucking get annoyed by stupid stuff. I mean, you like that man in the Wasp Corner Mania. Yeah. I thought it was fine. I think I was quite clearly saying it's fine. It's a very most fine film. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Wait, actually, Ant Man and Quantum Media, they, they actually, so here's, here's something that, that, like, I fucking appreciate. I told you, Marvel, for all the fucking people saying it's cookie cutter films, at least you can follow the plot. Like, they're like, we're going here, we're doing this, we're getting that done, here it is. The plot and of Ant Man and Wasp Quantum Mania was how quick can we get onto the volume set so we can get everyone 
locked into one COVID safe location for filming that, baby? as quick like as possible. That. I'm actually not convinced the house at the start that you see isn't the volume set either. I've oh, what, a, where they're having the cake? When they're inside the house. Yeah, I've got a feeling they digitally did the walls. Hey, look, at least the jokes work in that. Hmm. Like, I liked the psychic guy in Ant-Man and the Boss yeah, Party yeah, Menu. Yeah. Whereas, like, the guy's like, I'll never tell you the code. And he's like, the code's 12685. <laughs> like, I like that shit. Like, yeah, there you go, you've used it. And also, like, they resolve conflict. Like the buff lady. They resolve conflict by talking. Like, they actually go like, hey, you, you know, you don't have to be his little butt buddy. You don't have to be Kang's little fucking servant. And, and Cross is like, yeah, I don't. And he dies. Like, well, it's one of the Avengers. Yeah, it's one of, I'm one of the Avengers. And then the creepy hand. I do like that they just, they know what they're doing. Like, with this, like, half the plot could be cut out. Half the scenes could be removed. You don't even need two Barrys. Like, that's the funny thing is, like, if you just knocked out the first, the, the, the younger Barry, he could have done it. put him in a microwave. Yeah, just put him in a microwave. Like, that's the funny thing, is if you remove one of the two lead characters... Wait, I need to get rid of this Barry. So he travels back in time and punches his mum in the gut when she's pregnant. As I sit on a chair, a little coat is poking up at him. Aborts Barry B. So he can have his mum all to himself. He's like, am I a train? Because I'm shouting, all abort! That's what he could have done. You know what? That's what Ezra Miller would have done. Yeah. <laughs> That's commitment to the wrong. No, it's just, it's, like I said, it's like, it's fine to like this shit. Like, it's fine to enjoy this. And I'm sure there are people out there that loved it. But the problem is that just, it's, it's the sum of its parts for me. And the parts are just a uh, fucking rancid remains revitalized through bad CGI. It's just, I, I can't watch it and not have a bad taste in my mouth. And, and like, I love that people can. I appreciate that people can, and I think it's good that they can. I just think that, you know, art is subjective, and it's difficult to... I'll subject you to something in a minute. It's difficult to separate people from what they've done in real life sometimes. What if they made a Flash film that was just, like, a fun Flash adventure where he deals with Flash stuff? How many women is he going to sexually assault? I don't know, but they could have just done a Grant Gustin. Just put Grant Gustin there. Yeah. Like, I don't know why he's not the Flash. Because he can actually run. And sing. And sing. Like, yeah. he can he can actually run. That's the, It really gets to me that the Flash can't run. Like, you've it's, got a character who goes At that fast. speed, it's not really running, is it? You know, it's... But he's propelling himself through the motion of landing he, his feet on the ground. Technically, he should barely make contact with the ground at the speed he's going. It should be more like, uh, more like a glide. Over the surface. Are you trying to defend the dog shit running? Look, it's very difficult to do running at high speed. Yeah, but you realise that... Remember when Taylor Johnson was... Wait, if Craven is part of the MCU, Aaron Taylor Johnson's played two characters in the MCU. Nah, he's going to get Craven Vision. Yeah. The series. And then the other Craven will come back. But it'll be played by the guy who played Quicksilver. What, Evan Peters. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. What am I do his Russian accent? Why is Craven Didn't not got a see that coming, did you? Ah! Yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson's now two Marvels. Well, he's dead. One. Quicksilver could... He got radioactive lion blood in his eyes. Yeah. And now he's a lion man. Yeah. I'd be lying if I wasn't intrigued. <laughs> if I said I wasn't intrigued. Look, I told you. It just... 
I don't besmirch anyone for liking this. I don't think anyone should be judged for liking a, a piece of art. I just, I think that I can't like this because it left a bad taste in my mouth. That's been episode whatever of Critical Apocalypse. You can find that at Mellow Gaming and Wild Wars Hat on Twitter. Wild Wars Hat is more, more popular. No, sorry, LV54 Space Monkey on Twitter and Wild Wars Hat on Twitter. You can also find him at Mellow Great Gaming on YouTube and uh, Ant's Bot Collection on YouTube. Ant's Bot Collection, more like. Ah, fucking got him! Sweet. Um, you can find me at Critapocalypse everywhere. And anything you're looking forward to coming up? I can show you the world. Piers Morgan's trying to have a stab at Elton John. Is he? Piers Morgan? Is Elton John having to read the words to all his own songs. Uh, Elton John has written a lot more songs than, than Piss Morgan, yeah, definitely. And it seems to me that you lived your life like a guy who tapped my phone. Always listening to what I'm saying. Delete I saw someone those. trying to claim that gays weren't so flamboyant back in the day. And like, have you looked at Elton John ever? Have you looked at anyone ever back in I the day? I think Elton John is like the, the queen of. Freaking flamboyant. You telling me? You telling me? Harvey Milk didn't have fucking lapels bigger than Harry Hill. He like is that the guy like the milk? No, Harvey Milk's the the gay rights lawyer who was shot by Josh Brolin in the milk. Film. Why did Josh? Didn't they let Josh Brolin make films? Yeah, well, he beat his wife in real life. Oh yeah, his wife. What's her name? Sean Penn beat Mad- um, strapped Madonna to a chair. No, he handcuffed her to a radio and beat her up with a gun. He'd be strapped to a chair. No, there's, radio. There's a whole bunch of incidences. Sure. Yeah, Sean Penn's a bad guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Josh Brolin beat up... What's her name? Do you she know who from Fast Times at Richmond High hasn't done anything bad? Judge, Judge Reinhold. Reinhold. Yes, bring yeah. Judge Reinhold back. But he was. he's only been in one Spielberg film, hasn't he? Which one? He was in Gremlins, produced by Spielberg. That's not a Spielberg film. Yeah, he was produced it's by... It's Zemeckis. He wasn't in Gremlins Zemeckis. 2. I haven't watched Gremlins 2 for a while. I should watch Gremlins 2. I've right. watched Gremlins 2 more than I've watched Gremlins 1, because Gremlins 2 is more insane. I'm going to watch Gremlins 2. Hey, hey, hey. Just You just put two words together. You did not think you had the mind of a child. You just put those two words together and you just said them out loud. And I love it and we're going to make it. It's in the movie. None of those things are going to be. Vegetable Gremlin. Vegetable. Spider Gremlin. Are you talking about a bat Gremlin? Are you talking about a Gremlin that ingests the DNA of a bat in an experimental operation and flies through the window and leaves a symbol like the bat symbol in the window? That is in the movie. Say goodbye to the... Bye, everyone. Uh, Boris Johnson is now a proven liar in court. That was funny. That was fucking funny. On his birthday. Only seven people voted to not. I know, I know. A bunch of people abstained because they're (laughs) fucking cowards. Uh, Rishi Sunak continues to. They fuck made such kids. a big fuss about the ones who abstained, but it still wouldn't have. No, it wouldn't have. Would not have <laughs> changed sp- the result. Would not have changed the result because he is a liar. Mm. People don't seem to realise that. Um, Donald Trump is going to prison. Got Probably not. Andrew Probably Tate's not. going to prison. Probably. Yeah. Andrew Tate's a rapist, child molester. I don't know about the child molester. He was. He fucked a minor. Oh, okay. Yeah, like uh, uh, he's the, he's on he's on record saying he fucked a sixteen year old, and when he's telling the story, like everybody's been defending him by saying. Hey, 16's the legal age in the UK. When he tells the story, he gives her an accent that doesn't sound like she's from the UK. So I wonder how much that's going to stand up in court. Um, yeah, so he's going to prison. I hope he fucking dies. He's a cunt. Him and his brother. Fucking hope they rot. Pair of fucking sex trafficking cunts. And I hope Ezra Miller gets... Rich No. From Luton, his dad was an abusive arsehole. His dad was rich. No, his dad's not rich. They are, they're rich. 
His dad was like rich a... family. Really? Yeah. No, they grew up in fucking Luton. I've seen the house they yeah, grew up in. Rich family. Shit. Really? Yeah, I'm sure they have. No, no, he made all his money from fucking sex trafficking. And the mob. So how do I make this sex trafficking money? Well, you have to get a bunch of women to fall in love with you and take their passports, make sure they can't go home, make uh, them sit on a couch. Can I just have the money? No. Um, yeah, so he's fucked. That's good. And I hope Ezra really gets the help they need. But, what if uh, I targeted billionaires? I hope they also sort of, you know, again, I want them to actually be held accountable for what they've done. Fuck you, Anne! I didn't do anything. Yeah, well. Yeah, well. Bye. Bye, everyone.